0: Okay, so first things first, I want to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list, check out Lola's Deals, she's got daily deals and all that kind of stuff, you can go to Lola'sDeals.com as well, and uh, you'll be able to get into t- in touch with that. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. On there, we've got promo codes, we've got all kinds of things, links to the merch store, you want to get, I don't know if you could actually, here, let me see if I could go live here for a second, big shout out to Ballistic Inc., where I got this uh, Hawaiian Sophie plus Uzi, uh, the Hawaiian shirt from, since, you know, the ATF feels like they have to report everyone that rocks these. I figured I'd rock mine today. So that's from Ballistic Inc., you could go there, you could get lots of different shirts we have. We have Gun Nerd stuff um, and other shirts that are up there, including the Tactical Fat Line that I just released on there. So you guys could check all that stuff out. Big shout-out to Safety Harbor Firearms for sponsoring the show tonight. Shout-out to Walter and everyone else in the the family. And let's see here. Let me start throwing people in. Kevin Dixie, uh, can you go sideways on that camera or no?
1: Oh, you need me to go sideways? Absolutely. Yeah, let's
0: see how that. Fancy dancy traffic. Yeah, there you go. All right. right. Okay, so let me press the open here while we're getting all set up.
2: Welcome
1: back. All right, make sure you situation. guys smash the thumbs up. of the Subscribe,
0: ring the bell, all that kind of good stuff so you can be notified when we go live and share this if you can. Share and smash the thumbs ups right now. Uh we've got of course we've got uh Diximus Maximus, reverend the honorable Kevin Dixie. <laughs> I don't know. He I don't know if he uh what the hell's going is his house is under construction or
1: What's going I'm, on? I'm, in actually, I'm, I'm sitting out in the in my garage right now, enjoying the weather. Oh, okay. But I, if I sit outside, it will be too bright. Plus, the mosquitoes, you know, they're a little bit more forceful. If I sit in here, that's why I had to go put sleeves on. I tried to show you all my sexy, but they were like, mm, me. And it didn't go well. So, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to. Thank you for that. For,
0: for once, I appreciate Mosquitoes. Thank you, Mosquitoes, for that. We didn't need to see <laughs> him sleeveless <laughs> up on the show. So uh, welcome back, Kevin. Uh, how's it been going? You were complaining. You were complaining to me. Here's what I think is funny. By the way, before we even get into that, we've also got Rolando, Puerto Rican Pistolero, PR Pistolero. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Joining us as well here. So uh, before we... Be, let's... Uh, and you know what? We're supposed to have Michael, uh, MJ's firearms on, but I don't know. You know, he's a millennial. He's trying to figure out how to get up on the the skypes. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but we'll we'll see. Okay. So first thing first here, Kevin Dixie complaining to me because he hasn't been on the show
3: <laughs>
0: in a while. In a long time. Yeah, like that's my fault. That he's been busy doing his obviously as you guys can see he's doing his uh his podcast his podcast with the uh with the cigars and all that kind of stuff you know now you're too you're too hot and famous i guess to come on the podcast yeah
4: you know you
1: know hank uh-huh. i gotta i gotta got
0: tell you man and, and you, you know, try to blame it on me too you always try to make me it, look it, like it, the it bad guy
1: your, fault. It's, it's your fault It's your fault. If you weren't having, if you haven't had seven hundred shows at the same time every night for a few years now, (laughs) then you know, things could have worked out differently. But you know, you you didn't invite me on. I got lonely, so I said, you know what? Nobody will talk to me, so I'm just going to go ahead and start my own thing. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I'm not. I'm not knocking. It's a good thing. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody would talk to me, so I'm like, hey, nah. I, you know, I I have been missing coming on the show when I started Stogies and Straps. It was fun. It was uh, I think we probably ran. It's kind of an informal thing, not a podcast, just an mm-hmm. IGTV series. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we ran, I think I ran like 30 of them. I mean, we had everybody on there. Uh, it, w- it was a good time, good fun. I'm going to do more of them. Uh, but I did kind of, it did kind of suck. So I'm like, damn, he's got some pretty good shows going. And yeah. you start paying "Time I saw But then I saw that you did split shows. I saw you bringing people on for like an hour. they bringing other people on. I saw that a couple of times. Hmm? Uh,
0: hold on a second. Someone's trying to call me. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not getting hold on a second here. Let me see if I can get the option to add him into this. Uh, I'm not sure how we add him in. I'm going to have to uh, decline his thing here in a second. I think I see who he is. Hold on a sec. Let me see. So just bear with us. Go ahead, Kevin. Keep,
1: uh, keep talking no, to the I, people I mean, here while I try I was, to add Michael going. in. I was done, uh, you know, blaming you, but I mean, it is your fault. But it's good to be back. It's good to uh, to uh, be back on the, the show and, and chat with people. You know, it's always mm-hmm. one of my favorite formats, so it's always good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to see her now where I can log in and see everybody's comments, plus see how sexy I am on the other end of the screen. Right. Um, of course. But no, man, of it's course. good to be back. You've been having a good time, and obviously 2020 um, has been interesting, so we probably got all kinds of stuff to talk about.
0: Yeah, there's going to be so many things. So I'm trying to get – I'm trying to get um, – Mike, back in here. I don't know whether or not that's working. Work.
1: I'll keep things flowing.
0: Yeah. So, uh, oh, no.
1: Yeah, know, sir. You know, oh, no. tell us, tell us about no. yourself, man. You know, where are you from? What do you do? Who you are? <laughs> no, but Kevin no. Dixie, you don't get to take over
0: that easy. <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> I'm trying to
1: keep things busy. Hold, while on, you're trying to-
0: hold, <laughs> hold on a second. Hold, hold it down, Kevin Dixie. Hold it down.
1: I'm trying to keep you entertained.
0: Yeah, someone wanted to know what cigar you're smoking, so let's Let's get that uh, out of the way is while we're, while a Don we're doing.
1: Don Rafa um, cigar. This is a a bourbon and cognac infused cigar. It's pretty good. Bourbon and cognac. Okay,
0: very nice. Very nice. Um, okay, cool. Let's let's check in on Rolando, Puerto Rican pistolero. What's been up with you since the last time you've
5: been on Rolando? Uh, not too much. Things have been picking up. I'm down in South Florida. Uh, In case, you know, nobody knows. So things have been opening up down here. So traffic is pretty much almost back to normal. Uh, Everybody's pretty much doing their thing. Business has been usual. Uh, I pretty much work from home. I work in the IT industry, so I go out as clients need me. Uh, So I've been going out more, uh, visiting client offices, interacting with people, seeing how different businesses are kind of handling the uh, the opening process but it's starting to feel like it's getting back to normal. I was fortunate enough that my company was able to weather the last two months without any issues, so uh, everything's going well in that regard.
0: Okay. Um, and by the way, here, since it's a little crazy here, um, I haven't gotten a chance to uh, to actually like do what I normally do. This is episode 575, not 700 and something, Kevin Dixie. <laughs> 575, we've got Kevin Dixie, Michael Waller, we're trying to get him on, and Puerto Rican Pistolero, just, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a little crazy here until we get that, uh, until we get everyone on here, and, uh, and we're trying to call you, Michael, so you gotta answer us when we call you, just so we don't hang up on everyone else, that's, uh, that's how we gotta work it right now, I don't know where Lola is or if she can hear any of this stuff going on but we're trying to call through to you so (laughs) all right so lots of different things going on kevin dixie yeah londo lots of different things going on here um i don't know should we just jump right in how do you guys want to do it? it's friday
5: free free for all friday why not yeah it's (laughs) friday
0: you know we haven't had kevin dixie on here burning everything down yeah, you know, causing do do trouble. That? What? Do I do that? Uh no, you don't. You don't actually burn it down, but you do cause trouble.
1: Well, you know, it's it's not yeah. okay.
3: <laughs> 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 it's not
0: yeah, if you can't come up with a good argument, then there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I get quiet, yeah, I lost. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whatever you see, this is the thing. This is the thing. You come on, every time you come on, man. It's something, you know, there's always uh, something going on in the world that you feel very passionate about. And I appreciate that. I appreciate you coming on. I think people do as well. You know, they want to hear from you. You you obviously have your own voice and you do your thing out there. So I don't think people have any problem hearing from you. Because even if the Internet didn't exist, you would probably create the Internet just
1: so you could... <laughs> <laughs> Just so you can get I, your message out. You no, man, I, 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 I am always starving for adult conversation that is productive, makes the mind think, and we can change the course of this world. Mm-hmm. So, you could. Uh, t- my, my thing is, and I, don't know. Look, I know I'm an acquired taste. I get it, right? But the uh, anyone, and it doesn't make me special. It doesn't make you special, or anybody listening special. But you can't create change if you're not communicating and working. You have to be able to do both. Um, mm-hmm. And I just didn't, I just wanted to make sure people understood what I thought, how I thought. If it's helped people locally, maybe we can help other people when I share it. And you know, it's, it's worked. Uh, passion is something that I think a lot of people confuse with anger and it's not necessarily the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. But when we, uh, when we look at everything that we do, even when you look at, uh, and not saying everybody here is only a two way person, your fathers, your mothers, your et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you look at the things that we care about, but when it comes down to 2A, or even being a parent, tell me that you don't feel emotional about what you love.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you absolutely do. And the, the example I give to people all the time is like, hey, you know, just be factual, not emotional. You can do both. Um, it doesn't mean your emotions should run out of control. Don't get me wrong. You have to be able to control yourself. However, you think about when, uh, let's say, the latest gun control bill is, uh, is on the on books, and they're trying to get this thing pushed through. Uh, People that care about and understand the history of this country will start immediately yelling and and like, yo, no, that's not okay. But they can also at the same time factually cite to you why why it is a wrong thing to do. Mm -hmm. So you can have both. Right. And I think that sometimes people think emotions voids intelligence. And that is not true. Okay. All right. Did you
0: no? Okay, I understand what you're saying. Did you want to uh, chime in on that, Rolando?
5: No, I, I totally agree with Kevin. Because, I mean, you, you uh, like you said, you can have a passion for something. That just means that you, you, you're really, you're in it and you want to be involved in it and uh, it really affects you. I know that there's definitely a ton of things that I feel emotional about that get me heated, but there are some, some of those things are truths. You know, the truth, mm-hmm. the truth doesn't always, doesn't always line up with the way that you want it to be. So mm-hmm. it can make you emotional but you still have to face it at the end of the day. That doesn't mean you're going to feel good about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All right. I understand uh, where everyone's coming from. I think uh, you yeah, know. Yeah. I think that's what drives us as human beings, ultimately. Right. Yep. yep. This is the This is the fuel that we all live off of. Okay. So let me let me ask you guys this. Obviously, there's a lot of things. I'm sure people are assuming what Kevin's going to want to talk about. Maybe what you know, myself or Rolando want to talk about. Uh, what's on top of you guys' minds right now? Obviously, there's a ton of things going on in the world, stuff going on in America, right? What's on
5: top of your mind right now?
1: Go ahead, Rolando. Uh,
5: <laughs> well, I, I, it's definitely what's been going on in, uh, in Minneapolis with uh, George Floyd and his murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that really goes without saying. I've been watching KD uh, this week. Uh, really talk about it, and mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't think that there's anything that I can say that he has not really explained and, and verbalized uh, mm-hmm. uh, that, that we can feel, especially the emotion behind it, and again, that's, that's where the facts and the emotions, you can feel both things, mm-hmm. so this is really a situation that, uh, it saddened me not only because of his murder, but really the reactions that we've seen from the second, not just the Second Amendment community, but the same things that we always see from the media, the politicians, mm-hmm. and people trying to take advantage of what's a tragic situation, and you know, really muddying the waters with everything like that. And I think that's really what makes things very painful in this situation. Seeing all that mm-hmm. uh, more than anything else, at least for me, and and I know my wife, uh, you know, she's been really bothered by this as well. So, okay, what's the
0: thing that bothers you guys the most? Like. You know what is it? Is there? Is it looking at that video? It you know what is it that bothers you? Is it reaction from people around you or people at work? Like I'm I'm just trying to, you know, figure out exactly what it is. What's the button that gets pushed there?
5: Rondo, you can keep uh, going. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Uh, obviously, when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt uh, anger and rage to see, you know, an American citizen just being murdered by an enemy of the state and seeing his, you know, fellow officers basically turn it. Well, not basically, they were turning a blind eye. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were while this man is pleading for his life, you know, his life is, you know, he's losing his life there. He calls out for his mother, mm-hmm. which for, a, you know, for a grown man to do is, is you know, <laughs> That's just something that hits you, especially as another man. You always know that, you know, in your time of need, you do call out for your mother. Uh, KD's talked about that. And that's just something that that really that's the first thing that hit me emotionally. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the either the, the crowd not being able to do anything or not doing anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, never, never being witness to that. I, I don't know. I, I really would like to think that I would have helped. But you, you never know mm-hmm. uh, when you're there. And then obviously everything that's happened afterwards is uh, just exacerbated things.
0: Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, I, I think Michael's uh, – let me see. I think we got him. Let's yep. see if we can – yeah, it looks like we got him here. I'll I'll throw us all into the mix. What's up, Michael?
4: Hey, what's going on, man? Sorry for the confusion. I don't know what was going on with this. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's all good. Okay, that huge, that huge window behind you is going to kind of mess up the light. I don't know if there's any way to either throw some light on, more light on your face. Okay, so while he's getting set up here, the reason why I'm trying to figure out exactly why, I don't want to speak for Kevin. Um, really, we've had these conversations before, Kevin, right? And And, and we're a little bit older than uh, these two gentlemen that are here. So... I'm just really trying to figure out how people coming into the space that we're in right now as gun guys are looking at this thing. How are younger people looking at this and how is it going through their brain? Is it the same thing as us? Is it different? Are we jaded, Kevin, because, you know, we've been here before? Um, exactly how, how does it feel when you, can, when you look at it from uh, a generational point of view?
1: All right. You want to let Mike answer that? From yeah, the
0: younger yeah, Mike, family? if you yeah. want to chime in, we're talking about, um, you know, obviously what George a lot Floyd. of people are talking about nowadays, George Floyd, the, uh, the, uh, the murder of him by a police officer in Minneapolis, as well as all the riots and everything going on. I mean, there's other riots going on around the country right now. You know, we had that sure. paramedic as well that they did a no-knock raid. On her place, and I'm trying. I really want to figure this out. From my point of view, I can see lots of gun people. Most gun people are not happy with this, but I, I want to know how the 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 younger gun folks out there feel about it before Kevin and I jump in.
4: Um. Well, if, from my generation point of view, I, like again, I, we talked about this before. I don't. I feel like my way of thinking is a little bit different, but. I try to keep, um, personally, I try to keep a lot of that uh, that energy. I don't try to take in too much of that because I feel like it's a bad thing. But looking at that and looking at everything else that's going around and just in this country right now, uh, it's definitely hard, and it makes uh, it definitely makes us think, you know, just as young folks, you know, it makes us think um, twice about, you know, even just how you deal with uh, police and your interactions with, you know, law enforcement and you know anyone of authority you know to you it definitely makes us look look at them differently but it's, it's it's hard i think i'm kind of biased because i grew up around so many police officers and you know things like that in my family but even even in that case i feel like what happened to george i, I just think it's just terrible man it's uh that was definitely uh murder uh flat out um I was I was watching a uh, KD's live video uh, a few days ago and he you know kind of broke down and you know I, even on on the other end I kind of broke down man because he kind of hit on all those points you know mm-hmm. it's 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 terrible man it's does it, I, uh, I, okay, is, I, it I,
0: is it compounded for you because you know, you know, so many police officers is, is, does that make it more difficult? How, and and the people who are fam- uh, in your family that are police officers, have you communicated with any of them about this? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, those
4: are the first people I actually talked to because they look at, and even, even my family, because you know, it d- doesn't matter. Even them, they agree. That's murder. That was wrong. It was flat out wrong. I feel like uh, it was so many different things. I like to get their point of view. Mm-hmm. One, because for one, they're African-American, almost 90% of them, mm-hmm. and two, you know, they police officers so and they have that job. and their job is hard mm-hmm. uh but even them they you know they, they they felt like you know they it's so many protocols that they have and so many different rules and you know regulations and things they have to go by mm-hmm. as police officers and um it, it was so many rules that were broken and so many things that he could have done differently because it is his job to protect and serve the community i feel like he did not have the protection the protection part went completely out his window it's it, I, I would say almost eighty percent of officers not speaking to my uh a lot of my relatives that are in law enforcement and friends that are in law enforcement they told that you know they told me that they feel like almost eighty five percent of law enforcement officers in that community for one they don't even live there a lot of times but they feel like they are disconnected with the community eighty five percent. Mm-hmm. Of officers so I almost feel like they're disconnected with the community, which is that is the problem because their job is to protect and serve the community, mm-hmm. and I feel like in this time, in this generation, and what's going on right now, they lost that. Yeah, well,
0: it's kind of, it's kind of, and anyone could feel free to jump in here. the The protect and serve part of it, as we all know, and I'm sure lots of people out there are thinking, do is that that's kind of like a urban legend or a myth, right? they don't really have an obligation to protect and serve so we kind of have to ask like what actually is the job going on here but the part the, the part that i just i just want to get into this a lot of times when things happen people like this when something happens and it's related to police officers a lot of people tend to think that most police officers looking at that don't care about that and i i'm just going to say i don't really think that's true i've been through some things myself i've seen lots of things i talk to police officers um, mm-hmm. all the time we have them come on here they look at that and they get just as mad as we do
2: for the yeah, most are part you?
0: you know even You're though even fun. though we that's have true. some we have some clearly bad actors out there and even a lot true. of times i think other officers know when there's bad apples among them right i, I don't know yeah. kevin you've you've been in law enforcement
1: what do you think about that so uh, to, your, to your immediate point, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, um, here, here's where I'm going to be extremely fair, because we have to be in these conversations.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, the, the job is what the job is. And can you always help who went through your academy class with you? Can you help who you get assigned to? Can you help who you work with? Mm-hmm. You cannot. Mm-hmm. All those things are out of your control.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: can you and most of the other individuals that are getting in those cars every day, have the best intention, yes. Might you still make a mistake, even with the best intentions? I think we all do. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I think that's a human thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you absolutely have evil, murderous people that just tend to hide behind a job of service, we have to still be able to call those people out. And I believe where the good officers, the ones that actually show up and want to do a good job, catch slack at is you allow that to happen. And this is a prime example of that, mm-hmm. right? So when you look at everybody that's, that's held to a high regard with people, look at priests, right? Mm-hmm. Priests that actually did, and I don't mean just making fun and jokes about, you know, all Catholic priests, but the priests that did when all that was coming out, I mean, that's horrible, because you took a position of power and a position of trust and you violated people. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit different than if me and Mike are walking down the street, or me and Orlando are walking down the street, and we get into a fist fight. Like we don't have an obligation to each other mm-hmm. immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a little bit different than when somebody of a authority figure actually takes advantage of their position of power uh, that they should guide properly. And and so with that, when people say, well, the the, the good cops, you know, uh, the good cops aren't there to stop it. Well, let's take this 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 situation for an example.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, many people haven't seen the photo that actually showed that it was three police officers on top of George Floyd.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You had the one on the neck. One right around his lower back and one on his legs. And he was in handcuffs. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Um, Here's the thing. And I I said this on my live, if I'm being totally honest. My job was to deal with detainees. That is what I did. I went hands-on more times than I can count. I guarantee you I went hands-on more times than your average patrol officer. Flat out. Mm -hmm. I went hands-on. Can you get upset in your course of duty? And even when I was working in the public sphere, arresting people, can you get upset in the course of your duty, your job? Yes. It is a human thing. You can get upset. Let me be very honest. You can only be so many MFers. You can only be so, You can only hear I'm going to kill you so many times. Yeah, sometimes you have a bad day and you react. But here's the thing. If I'm ever in a situation where I'm on top of somebody who's under control and I'm going overboard, my coworkers are tapping me saying that's enough.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: My coworkers yeah. are grabbing me saying that's enough.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, same thing with them. If I see, because my job is not just to protect the public, even though that's my that should be what I'm out there to do first, I also need to protect you from yourself. Mm-hmm. Yo, man, we're done. That's enough. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Get off his neck. Don't hit him again, whatever the situation may be. Is so it, isn't that the point I'm, of a team? <laughs> exactly. is why because you have members, a team? team be right. right. It's you no know, different. And I tell people all the time, man, look, if I get somebody coming in and they like, I can I'm with so many MFs and they lay hands on me, I'm probably gonna black out and go ham on, me, right? Although I know what I'm doing. But if you see me as a team member, if Hank, if you go, all right, the dude's under control and Kevin's still going. I expect for you mm-hmm. to come over, grab me by the collar, hell, put me in a chokehold, grab me by my leg, whisper in my ear whatever you think needs to be done to make sure I don't go overboard. Mm-hmm. That's just realistic. Mm-hmm. People don't want to believe that, oh well, you know. Hey, you're not supposed to have a bad day. BS. <laughs> you will absolutely. Or some people, have a s- bad some day.
0: people see those kinds of things as disrespect or something like that, right? Like it's disrespectful or something. But no, I mean, in 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 these types of situations, hey, if that's what it takes to wake that person up, you know, if they're in if they're inside of something that they just can't get out of on their own, hey, if it if it takes disrespect. To get you out of it, then that's what it has to be. Because once we go here, once you take someone's life, you can't
1: give it back. You, it back. And you know? people always and I get it because guns are a thing, but people always think the only way to kill an individual is with a with a weapon that's not naturally attached to your body. You can absolutely kill a person with your hands. Yeah, that is absolutely yeah. possible, right? Yeah. So when you are when you're now I don't want to be the dead horse, but when you are going down that avenue, and you are constantly but coming out of control. I mean, we had several minutes where you're doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. We got the little the little fellow Tao just standing there, you know, basically assisting in a murder, preventing people from getting over there stopping them. When the crowd had that one small moment where you can tell they were all kind of coming forward, mm-hmm. and that's when uh Shaw yanked out his mace. The guy that was on his neck yanked out his mace, and then the crowd immediately stood back because from their position, if they do something, they're probably gonna get shot. That's probably what they're thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't win for losing, but when, when you got three other people that were sworn to protect mm-hmm. that are in immediate area, and they still allow that man to be murdered in front of them, tell me how the community at large is going to trust when, what good cop. If I get you by yourself, yeah, but if the bad cop shows up, if you are taking a back seat to him, then, brother, you're no, you're no help.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You're mm-hmm. absolutely no help. Yeah. And, no. um, and then mm-hmm. to find out that these two actually had a potential personal relationship makes it even worse.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, by the way, if you're watching this, if, you, if for folks out there on the chat, you know, we appreciate you guys S- smash the thumbs ups and everything here. We'll get some comments and everything in. You know, there's so much to talk about on this thing. We're going to we're going to try to cover it. So, yeah, um, I did see something out there that these guys work together at, like private security somewhere. Is yeah, that so, true you know, or is that as we verify that media,
2: it's
1: called secondary, right? Okay. So secondary work is, Hey, uh, your local auto parts store, your local grocery store, gas station, mm-hmm. um, need some security help. A lot of security companies, uh, will hire police officers off duty to work these contracts in some places if they have the right insurance can hire you directly. Mm-hmm. Right? So apparently, um, George was and it was a, a restaurant slash lounge or something of that nature. George was a, a security officer at that location, mm-hmm. and Derek Chauvin was also a security officer, but he was an off-duty police officer. Okay. So uh, Derek worked outside; he worked the exterior perimeter, and then apparently Floyd worked on the inside.
0: Okay. So but did they know each least, other? Right, they knew each they other. They knew each other. Okay. So mm. how could you? I mean, I, I don't. I don't really understand this, man. I couldn't. I couldn't do something like this to. <laughs> to a, a a human being. I couldn't do it to an animal, you know? How could you step on the neck of a person for over 8 minutes that you know? I mean, how could you do it to someone you don't know? And then how do you do it to a person who you know?
1: Hands on with I'm not excusing it, but I guess it depends on what the relationship is. Cause just right. cuz they knew each other don't mean it was positive. Right. So there's also there could be deeper things
0: to these guys' relationship, we didn't know. Now I know that the that they did press charges against this police officer within the last uh, few hours, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, they hit him with um, manslaughter and uh, M three, murder three, and manslaughter, and they say they got other pending charges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you guys think about the reaction
0: of um, the authorities in Minnesota? Let's put it that way. What do you think about their reaction to this? Are you happy with that? Not happy,
4: you know. To be honest with you, I'll speak on this a little bit. Uh, mm. To be honest with you, as far as the, uh, the police officers and things like that, as far as their reaction towards, you know, what happened to him.
0: Yeah. No, I'm not talking about the police honestly, officers I'm, who were there, but after
4: this. After the arrest mm. and the things that they went, I think, honestly, I think it was actually, I think they did very well. I would say that as far as in them, because they immediately have fired this man. They didn't put him, typically what we see, the youth and everything that's been going on right now, as far as, you know, prior shootings and things like that with young black men and black men in general, um, they get on like, you know, death duty, like doing, you know, they get paid leave. This man was immediately fired. Not just him, I believe. And mind you, I, I, there's things I could not know, so don't quote me because I kind of cut it out because I try not to put too much of that stuff into my brain. So mm. um, from what I do know, they they fired the uh, not just him but the other uh, officers that was around. Yeah. I think this particular it's guy fine. had a disciplinary record as well, right? Kevin, yeah, in other yeah. words, he
0: had issues.
1: Yeah, well from what I last time I read a, um, a total of 18 complaints. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Of use of force. And he
1: apparently shot and killed somebody I think in 2009 or
4: 2006.
3: Yeah.
1: he shot another uh,
4: black man, I mm-hmm. believe. That's when that's kind of when I cut it out. Uh I did see that mm-hmm. um but as far as the way they, they handled it, I mean, immediately firing, not just him, but everybody else that was around him, from mm-hmm. what I know. Uh, and then, you know, actually, you know, taking a step forward and pressing charges on this man also mm-hmm. yeah. within um, yeah. days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's actually pretty good. I mean, charges doesn't mean anything. Convictions is what counts. We all know that. Uh, and it's how you go
0: about it, too. Like, I, I it yeah. seemed to me like they wanted to make sure that they were doing the right process. Because they didn't want to get this case thrown out, because they rushed it necessarily,
4: right? Yeah, yeah. I, I do believe that as far as the steps that they're taking, as far as their that police department, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like they're uh, they're they're moving in the right direction. I haven't seen anything that was bad. I mean, I understand mm-hmm. as far as I, I'm not i uh, I'm not condoning and mm-hmm. I'm not trying to tell my young people um, to go out there and uh, be looting and. You know, doing all this nonsense because you mix a lot of bad things with that. You mix the gang members, you mix the people that's just 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 far just the criminals, because they're doing they're out there. They're, they're, uh, Antifa, not out there. Antifa,
0: I think is getting in the middle of that. Uh, from what we're hearing, right? We've got mm-hmm. militant yep. factions of Antifa getting involved there. I mean, who who really wants to destroy their neighborhoods?
1: Who wants well, to destroy I, I their, think their own the neighborhoods? That goes you know, from from even being being look, I am literally seven minutes from Ferguson right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I can tell you from seeing it, it wasn't just the people that live in a community that was doing this stuff. It wasn't. It flat out was not. Tons of cars, out-of-state plates, people... I mean, you don't know everybody in your area, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but you don't even sound like you're from here. Like you are you are not from here, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We don't even wear those type of jeans. And why are you talking like that? And who cuts hair like that? You are <laughs> not from
3: here.
1: Right? Like, we right. just absolutely know you're not. You're right. So... Um, Today, there was a video that actually came out. um, Well, I saw it today Mm -hmm. and it it was, um, you you saw, I believe it was the state police in the background. Mm -hmm. You saw a a decent portion of uh, black men standing out. And then you saw a crowd of, um, kind of a half a crowd of white guys and they were identified as Antifa. Mm -hmm. And what the black guy was saying to him was like, yo, we appreciate your support and we appreciate you being out here with us. Do not take us the wrong way. Thank you for helping, um, you know, get justice served. Thank you for coming and taking part of the protest. But what you are not going to do is continue to cause havoc because we have to leave here when you go home. And he Amen. was saying that on video. So
5: Amen. that is another piece Amen. of
1: clarification that is not the people that mm-hmm. necessarily live in the area. So when we're telling people to stop looting mm-hmm. and stop rioting, well, I, I broke down all the economic effects of that because look, Ferguson in one apartment complex alone, is one of the largest ones over there. Immediately after, they lost 40% mm-hmm. of the residents. Yeah. That is 40%. That's a lot of damn people out of one of the largest apartment complexes, 40%. Yeah. So it's gonna be a lot of economic effects, but this is isn't the community that is acting wild and always acting out. And you saw that guy today on video, like, uh, you need to stop because we still have to leave her when you go
0: home. Yeah, yeah, and think about this, and, and Ro, I know you probably wanna, you've got some things, but just think about this. You destroy the businesses in your own community, you're making it more difficult for anyone to come into your community and serve you, okay? Their insurance goes up, they've got, they've got to somehow rebuild. You know, the, the employees who work there now are traumatized by all of that. Just think about that. If, you are, if, if you're the people coming into that community and doing that, um, I don't know, man, that's extra shame on you for that, right? But if right. you're the person in that community destroying your own community, this doesn't help. There are there are mechanisms, there are things that you could do. And we're talking about in this case at least, this is a community that's run you know, by Democrats, and there's yeah. lots of people of color in positions of power to do something about this and fix this problem in your community. You need to let that 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 process take place. At least, well, you know, before, you know, you get crazy.
1: Let me, let me say this, and then I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet. But I want to mm-hmm. really, really make sure people understand this. Mm-hmm. So yes, um, look, I've been I've been talking and discussing civil rights for a long time. All right, and there is, and being being able to do that requires some studying. Not saying mm-hmm. I've read every book and studied every person, but I've done a fair share. And Martin Luther King once said, uh, "Writing is the language of the unheard." Mm-hmm. All right. He also, in that same conversation went on to say it is not what we want, but it will continue to reoccur. But it is not something he necessarily condones. He just understands it, mm-hmm. right? And, and so what I want people to realize is that, yes, we get protest. I don't think anybody's arguing protest mm-hmm. in its purest. Mm-hmm. Get that because we all want to see change. Everybody that cares about it. We all want to see change. Might some things be destroyed during the course of a protest? Sure, that might happen. But when you get to all out looting and uh, rioting, and there's two different ways to look at this. We, you talk about the economic thing and I, I broke it down a while mm-hmm. ago. However, when you look at individuals that are committing these atrocities, what are they really contributing to the legacy of George, right? You're actually taking attention away from them because all we're talking about now is the rioting mm-hmm. and the looting That's all we're talking about. Mm-hmm. right. The news isn't really covering until today when the charges were announced. Half the people weren't even talking about why they were there. So I'm not saying you shouldn't be pissed. You you should be. I'm not saying you can't be upset. I'm not saying you shouldn't force the hand to drive change. But at the same time, still in the TV does what for George? I mean, really, what does it do? Still in the TV does nothing for him. Um, it, It absolutely serves none. But then there's the flip side of it. There's the absolute flip side of it. And I think this is where Second Amendment people get in, get themselves in trouble. It is okay if you're around the barbecue or the, the, the bonfire talking to your boys and you say something like, man, those, those people need to be shot. You know, you might be saying that out of a little bit of frustration. You don't really mean it. You know, you're just talking to your boys. Mm-hmm. But when you have a sitting United States president that says you loot and will shoot, well, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, it's probably for several reasons. One, looting um, is de- defined as something that is damaging and taking a property. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, a lot of people were like, well, what do you think you should do if somebody is looting your store? Well, guys, let me slow you down. This is why I need people that carry guns to be intellectuals. That's also very important. Mm-hmm. If your business is empty, somebody runs into your candy store and they steal all your candy and they're running out and you shoot them in the back as they're running away or shoot them in the side as they're running away. No, shoot them in the face with a handful of candy because you're pissed. And because Trump said looters will be shot. Let me explain something to you. You are going to prison. All right. Because you allow your
3: emotions to take them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what was, what was the exact, I'm sorry, Kev, uh, just, just to be clear, what was the exact thing that he said in his tweet? Was it you loot, we shoot or looting leads uh, to, to shooting. Go back to my, I'm just trying to I'll
3: go back to my. Yeah. and I, I mean,
0: read it to you. I'm not arguing the fact that Trump says stupid stuff. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> we definitely. We should definitely have exactly. Yeah, I'm totally with that. Yeah. Um, um, these thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd. And I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Walsh and told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you, with an exclamation point. Okay. So, um, here's the problem when people see that. They're like, damn right, looters need to be shot. All right, cool. I, I feel your emotional response to that. For the business owners that are physically at their business, they aren't defending the M&M's or the baseball bats. They're inside the business. If somebody is trying to forcefully enter your business to loot your story, you are defending the human life that is inside of that business. You are never defending property. Mm-hmm. That's not what we do. You don't shoot people over property. What you can say is, I defended myself because these individuals were trying to gain access to me, gain access to this property, and I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I defended myself. Don't allow your emotions to land you in prison. Mm -hmm. That's not the way we we operate. That's not the way, yeah, I get it. You're just pissing, you're just talking. But listening to 45 um, is gonna get your ass in trouble. You start shooting people because they're still in TVs, you're gonna go to prison. And guess what? The business owners are gonna lose their business. They're gonna lose all their money because they're probably gonna get civilly sued by the looters family as well. Mm -hmm. They're gonna lose all their money. Mm -hmm. They're gonna also lose their freedom. All for what? Because you allowed emotions and because 45 is sitting in his uh, ivory tower telling you, yeah, I'm going to authorize people being shot. Guess what? Joe Biden also said just blast a double barrel shotgun off the back porch and they'll run away. And as soon as somebody did that shit, guess what? He went to jail.
0: Yeah. I, I Yeah, right? for sure. For sure. Like there's there's a <laughs> you know, I uh, that you cannot put um, property right. Whatever contents in your store over a human life, okay? It's, you know, now, if like you said, if it's your life or you're the people who are in your store, if you have to defend someone, this is a different thing. Let's let Rolando uh, chime in here. Obviously, listen, Rolando, you know, you're gonna have to, you know, you're
5: gonna have to jump <laughs> no, no. in here. Especially he, when
0: Kevin Dixie's smoking, obviously.
5: He's a, he's the master, yeah, so you, you gotta, gotta jump speak, in, speak, especially well, on a roll. Yeah, what do but, you think um,
0: about, what do you think specifically here about what uh, the the tweet from Trump?
5: Uh, well, man, that's Trump always, always finds a way to just put his uh, foot in his mouth when yeah. it comes to a lot of things. And this is no different. This is the guy who this,
0: said, forget about uh, what was it? Forget about uh, due
5: process. Yeah. Due process. Uh, take the guns first. Due process second. Yeah. So so we we know that that this is what he does but the issue is that when you're in a in such a heat it's one for it's one thing for him to say something stupid when he's having a normal news day and he's fighting against the democrats over you know what whatever the news of the day is you know that they that that somebody's trying to talk crap but when people's lives are at stake when a city is burning when you're dealing with obviously an ongoing case to start injecting yourself into that and to start you know Escalating the language in that manner it doesn't help the situation and I know I know where he was probably coming from and I know how a lot of this community is with the thin blue line and uh, law and order and all that so I I know that was the audience that he was pandering to but he's the president of everybody Mm -hmm. so you can't pander to a specific audience when things are going on lives are at stake with everybody that's involved Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. uh, So let me just let me just give this to you here for a second so we can get the audience involved here a little bit. And, and, uh, you know, Rolando, you could take this. I know, Kevin, (laughs) Michael, either one. I I don't have to tell Kevin to jump in, but I'm just saying Uh, I carry my revolver in single action says, uh, what if you see someone raiding your house and taking all your guns? Would you let them?
4: Well, common sense will tell you. Hold on, Katie. Let me say something really quick, brother. <laughs> <laughs> man, common sense, man. Come on, dude. Like if somebody comes, to take. Uh, I, I'm I'm assuming everyone here and on this live because I know mm-hmm. every single one, especially Katie, and I know Hank and mm-hmm. uh, you guys. If somebody's coming to your house, I mean, common sense, you're gonna shoot them if they're taking your guns. Mm-hmm. If you have one, I mean, they're taking all your guns. That's yeah, just common yeah. sense. But uh, I mean. Jesus yeah <laughs> this,
1: is where, this is where I tell people you don't want to get into an intellectual uh game about judo and flying laws so understand this the presentation of a firearm in any situation especially if you're in the commission of a crime right or a complicaation you know, or something pressure of a, the uh, the presentation of a firearm is immediate deadly force here's why one it can be used as a bludgeon right so you can strike somebody with it right? Two, it instills fear. People are naturally fearful of guns. And for the third reason, because a gun is designed to change the integrity, all right, and the structure of things that it is aimed at. Mm-hmm. It shoots bullets, things change when it hits it, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. So, in that particular scenario, if somebody is stealing guns, right, they have guns and they're in a commission of a crime, they have already brought deadly force into the situation. Thus, I can respond with deadly force. Please don't come with something better.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm also the same guy. When people, and I saw somebody else ask a question about the rooftop Koreans. Look, let me explain something to you guys. I am the same dude that when the the, the spread of Ferguson, right? We had a guy today in Minneapolis say, oh, now that we're done with the city, we're about to go out to the suburbs. Let's see what y'all do, right? That happened here. That, that they did that, right? And when it got, it actually came in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. When I say in my neighborhood, I mean on my damn street. All right. Guess what I did? I went outside, no bullshit, full kit, slung rifle, seven mags for it, a fully loaded handgun with four extra magazines.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Guess what happened? Six cars got loaded back up and they left. <laughs> Don't play me for salt. Don't play me for a bitch. What I am telling you is it is a way to apply everything you do. Did I start lighting them up because they were jumping in my neighbor's yards? No, why? Because all I, for all I know, they're going there stealing hubcaps off people's cars. They can't be shot over property. Mm-hmm. I don't hate criminals more than I love my freedom. Mm-hmm. I just don't, mm-hmm. I just don't, mm-hmm. right? I can despise the sin, but I don't hate you more than I love it, me. Kevin, That's it's called nuance. It.
0: It's called yep. nuance. We are capable like of higher thinking. <laughs> Right. Well, go, ahead, well, no. go ahead, Ro. Let me, let's me. let let Ro get yeah. in here because I've got another yeah. comment that we're going to get an opportunity to talk about. Go
5: ahead. Yeah, you know, I've always been taught you got to do what's tactically sound. So you're in your house yeah. and your car is outside getting broken into. You have to think to yourself, can I am I going to go out there? First of all, I don't know how many dudes are out there. Second of all, I don't know if one dude's trying to jack my car so that the other guy can go through the back door. So if I go confront this other guy, first of all, there may be more than one. So even if I go out with with an AR-15, I don't know, I'm walking into an unknown situation. And then I also leave my family members inside the house, who I'm supposed to protect as well, vulnerable because as a defender, I have left them in there. Mm -hmm. Now my wife, she can defend herself, but still it's better to have two guns than one. So it's better to stay where you're tactically sound and not inject yourself in the situation unless you must, Mm -hmm. because you don't know what you're walking into.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. Um, And let me uh, let me get this other comment in here. Razor JB says the definition of looting and what's going on isn't totally the same. Still doesn't mean shoot anyone. But when they're throwing flaming bottles in the business with looting, critical thinking is a must. Yeah, good point.
5: You
1: throw good uh, throw,
5: throw,
4: throw a bomb at me and see what I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's 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 yeah that that's a weapon. I mean, KD was of just a, a gun, but if you throw it, uh, I seen I seen uh I did see this on the news. A gentleman had a like uh, some gentleman, but he had a, a man had a a, a wine an alcohol bottle, lit it on fire. Mm. That's a that's excuse it's, my language. That's a goddamn bomb, man. Like, you hit somebody with that, yeah. you can do serious damage I mean mm-hmm. in that case I mean I see people actually open carrying their firearms and stuff like that in that case you do have to I believe you have to take fire and self defense I mean that is a self defense situation you don't need a gun a gun to actually take a shot you know to, yeah. to stop you know that. and, I mean, and, that, that's, and that's just to thing.
0: illustrate something like I mean I didn't see I haven't seen every all the the footage here but I know there's been uh, footage running on uh, 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 news reports right of the protesters going after police cars, mm-hmm. right? Now, I yeah. know some people, th- these things have, I think, how many people have, there's at least one one or two people that have died in this, right? At least one, I think. Last time I heard,
1: one person died. It yeah. could be two, but the last time I heard, one person. Yeah. I don't know how I many no one person yeah.
0: died. Yeah, so let's just think, just look at uh, what happens with the police cars, that they're going after police cars, which these guys are armed, they've got weapons in there, they're trying to move away from people, Right. And these guys are smashing police cars and doing all that kind of stuff. You know, they could they they could, you know, be well within their rights to get out and get into a firefight with people. But they're they're choosing to get the hell out of there. Right. I mean,
1: if I throw a, if I throw a brick at your head and you have a gun, will you defend yourself against me? Yeah, absolutely. You should. Yeah. So if, if I, I think the problem is that when you see and let's just say these are some of the patient good cops that are in the cars, right? Mm-hmm. And we see people throwing bricks and all kinds of crap through those windows, they can respond if they if they and yeah. they will be justifiably responding, right? right? Now their command staff might be giving them different orders, right? right? But by the law, they will be totally okay. There was even a situation in LA uh, where one of the guys on the highway, was they were standing around a patrol car, the officer slowly accelerated to get away because they were busting his windows and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get into the car. And a guy flipped off the car and I think he hit his head and went unconscious. Yeah. The second squad car behind him pulled up and you could tell he pulled up and angled his car. He wanted to get out and check on it. Yeah, game. he want they wanted right? to help him.
0: Yeah. Then they started smashing that guy up.
1: Marching went. They didn't get out and shooting. Mm-hmm. They drove off. Look, guys, here's here's the real. Here's the real thing. You got to separate. This is when you separate. What you would do in your emotions and talking to your boys away from real life.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. If you are looking for more reasons to shoot people than not, you're doing it wrong.
3: hmm
1: yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. This is this is not, and if you think that, okay, start shooting, start shooting looters, not people throwing Molotov cocktails. Not that. Now I ain't talking about that stuff. I'm talking about, let's go to the TV candy bar guy, right? You shoot them in that city. And then see what those democratic leaders do. See what kind of gun control starts coming up. See them. Mm-hmm. Right? You just can't if you're if you're finding reasons to go out shooting people, you're being silly. And this is even from you can look at some of the most tactically trained dudes in the world. Many of them I talk to on a regular basis that have been in actual war zones. You know how many times they didn't depress the trigger? Yeah. Well listen this going to be a little smart. So look, we
0: all know this. We all know this is a lot of bravado amongst uh men. This is something I could say clearly is a very man thing, right? There's a lot of bravado amongst us in the gun community there's bravado. But there's talk and then there's reality. You know? Exactly. Now there might be some issues. I think sometimes we cross these little weird issues when, you know, if something happens, uh Let's say something like in this situation it happens to a black guy and there's some other people looking at it and like, oh, the, you know, this is not how this is not how I would react to that. But you guys are all caught up in your feelings because because it's a black guy. No, I think that we are past that. This is 2020 that we're in and we could be more nuanced, right? We could be more nuanced than this. Like we get this when I looked at uh, when I looked at what was going on in Michigan with those guys going armed into their state house, I wasn't upset by that, <laughs> you know. And there were people like, oh, we gotta stop this, we gotta put a stop to these guys being able to do do that. No, I didn't say, hey, we should put a stop to that. That's what this was. That's what this is all about. I'm pretty sure I saw on on you. I think it was you, Kevin. Correct me if I'm wrong here. But there were some there were some black guys that are armed protecting stores and things like that. Right. Yeah. I put that in today. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're
1: standing outside the businesses. Only.
0: Yeah. So the thing is, there's a balance. We're looking at this in a balanced way. We're, for So, for example, not only black people are upset by this thing. No, you know. Now, I saw on social media, I saw that there were some people not in our community, but, you know, other social media comes across my radar. And there are other people of color that are mad at their white friends if they feel like they're not responding to this thing. And I'm saying to myself, are, are you even plugged into what's going on? It's not just black people upset about that, right? This thing happens in all different facets to everyone, but sometimes we take it as like, it gets personal, right? It gets personal. Sometimes if we see someone that looks like us, we get more upset. Sometimes if it doesn't look like you, you're less upset. But honestly, at the end of the day, you have to, you have to try to be more nuanced than this and understand what like freedom really means, you know, and, and one of the, one of the things I could say to illustrate this, and it always happens, you guys could tell me whether or not this has happened to you, people say, well, why is he resisting? You know, when, the, when this happens, what's the matter with you? Why do you got to resist something? And I, and I get that and I understand that I've been through my own situations. But I know how other people that, that I have as friends, how they react if they get pulled over by police officers or someone tries to push them around. So to say that, okay, well, you know, maybe you just shouldn't resist, is not, it's, to me, it's not a valid thing. You guys could tell me what you think. I don't think you should try to get into a fight with a police officer or anything like that, but there's nothing wrong with asking questions and if we live in a world where the person who looks like me can't ask questions or get or, or or say anything to someone, but someone else could do it, that's that's where we have a problem. That's the crux of a problem here that a lot of people are trying to get folks out there to understand that this happens. Right or wrong?
4: I agree. Uh, you do have to, we definitely have to stand up for ourselves and speak. Uh, I feel like that's a, uh, I, would, I would definitely say that's a problem. I feel like, especially with the youth and just the black community in, in general, uh, just because we were taught to fear, you know, the police, you know, even growing up, you know what I'm saying? I, and my situation may be slightly different, but even then, a lot of my friends, you know, and I try to educate them, you know, they were taught in their household, you know, when you see police, try to, you know, shut mm-hmm. up and listen. Mm-hmm. Don't say nothing. Yes, sir, no, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. I just I personally I don't necessarily I really don't agree with that. I feel like uh, I was taught differently. Uh, I'll talk, you know, speak up for myself. If something's not right. It's not right. Uh, you know, understanding and uh, and that's just a lack of knowledge. Also, uh, you know, not just under- not knowing your rights. You know, you'd be surprised how many uh, African-Americans even uh, in that I sell firearms to who come here, didn't even know they can even own a gun in this state. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's besides the point, but still mm-hmm. not knowing your rights, you know, it's it, it it's, it's it's bad, you know, yeah. just educate.
0: You, you got to balance it. I, I mean, I remember I when uh, they, they, like so obviously I have a video out of when I got pulled over. Right. Yeah, I when, watched that like two times. <laughs> when a lot of my white, so this is to like really bring home the Thank point God. I'm trying to make to you guys. When a lot of my friends who are white, even white police officers saw that they were like, mm-hmm. why the hell did you let these guys do that? <laughs> what was up with this why don't you you know and and I'm trying to say like listen I I understand what my rights are if you listen to that you can hear me ta- saying things to them but still trying to walk that line of not pushing this over the line you know and this is a thing like we are living in a thing like if if I have to if I have to be super extra careful but if you're in that position you're gonna be like hey what the hell's wrong with you guys then there's a problem. There's
4: ultimately a problem, right? Yeah, And that situation, I watched that video. Like I said, I watched it ten times. Mm-hmm. I mean, that video. I do think your situation was slightly different mm-hmm. because there was already two guns. There, there was already well, I say two guns, but there was already a gun on this side being in your hand, in your possession. Mm-hmm. There was already two guns in the you know equation at that point. So right. it's kind of like when there's guns involved, you kind of got a at that point for both people, even yourself, even the officer. You kind of got a everybody got a chill down, you know, put those egos aside because that can be a very dangerous situation. I mean, yours was just very, from what I remember, it just, it was, it was very intense, very fast. You know, it kind of like, it was a lot of steps and things like that. I felt like the officer, uh, you know, just like bypassed. So, I mean, I felt like you did the right thing, but uh, even in that situation, I do feel like you stood up for yourself and you asked a lot of questions. You just didn't, you know. Just give me yeah. in. You but know, we purposes, but we have so. to we have
0: to the, the point I'm trying to make about it is we kinda have to walk the line. If you have to walk the line, mm-hmm. if one mm-hmm. person doesn't have to walk the line and then another person has to walk the line, there's obviously a problem. Right? Right. There's yeah. an issue. There's an issue. So when I see people in in like the gun community, for example, getting mad because like we're talking about it, like oh, I don't listen, we're all the same. We're all Americans, there's no color. <laughs> yeah (laughs) that is the dream that martin luther king had and died for it doesn't exist yet no okay we want it to be like that we're working for it to be like that it's not exactly like that hey i'm not mad about it i'm the person who has to who lived through that and i get it from people who you know who i know who like i know that like i said there's white people who are mad when they see like well you don't have to you don't have to let those guys talk to you So there's an issue here. We have to work through that. But we all have to think about what's going on and try to be nuanced about it. So when people say like, hey, maybe this guy shouldn't have resisted or he shouldn't have been. I I don't know whether or not you guys will have to tell me whether or not he actually had anything in his system. I'm not sure. Did Kevin, did he have anything? I, mean, did, uh, I, don't, I don't think we've gotten the, the, medical, the uh, medical coroner's report yet. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and, and what he did was I, mean, I think he they were saying he tried to pass like a fake bill or something like that. Yeah.
1: Fake yeah. $20 bill. And the $20. last time I heard the bill, the last I heard the bill wasn't even fake. Right. Yeah. So so
0: here's the thing. People there's people who say, well, you could just avoid, you, you know, he could have avoided this. No. There's a there's a line that you cross when you're dealing with another human being and you have their life in your hands. okay? and there's lots of people who commit crimes and they don't wind up dead because they committed the crimes. We all look at live PD or whatever. We see people running, people fighting and people don't die because they do that. That's part of your job as a police officer
1: to deal with that. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think this is this is the hard, hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. racism doesn't look like it did in the fifties doesn't mean it went away. Yeah. Period. Now I think where a lot of people get frustrated is you have certain media outlets, certain famous personalities that seem to drive it in a way like you can't go outside and go get your mail without being shot, right? And they, they make it so extreme mm-hmm. to where it's like, all right, man, if you're on the other end of that, you're digesting that. You're like, dude, really? Yeah. Or oh, I, I don't know who said.
0: I can't remember who said it. I don't know if it was LeBron, but someone said we're just being hunted every day. When yeah, LeBron
1: said yeah. we're being we're being hunted every day. And you know, my only response to to LeBron, and I like LeBron, James, that's, that's like my dude. Mm-hmm. My response to yeah, him is, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, bro. Yeah. I'm not. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's it's and even if I was, guess what? Well, you you're gonna your prey has teeth. Damn it, mm-hmm. and we're going to leave it at that. But my, and, and, my, my I don't, and I don't, I don't
0: believe. I just, you know what? I mean, and I'm sorry, Kevin. I think you're making a good point. I don't want to cut it off, but I don't feel. I don't feel, and you guys could tell me whether you do or you don't. I don't feel like we're being hunted every day.
1: I don't. Yeah. To me, it's not. A, it's not an issue of hunting That's what I mean by mm-hmm. things can be extrapolated so much that mm-hmm. it, it just makes me tired of hearing it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think on the other side of it, though, because you can have two things can be true. Right. But then because of that frustration or that oversaturation, you know, like especially when people get up there and and just say things that are outlandishly, just just a bit of a push. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it does not mean that there aren't factual things that are occurring. Has anybody stopped to think maybe to themselves, hey, why was he so comfortable doing what he was doing on camera? Maybe could be a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But can you say that he he didn't value the life up under him? Maybe he did or did not value him because he was black. I think people need to stop telling other people how to feel when they have life experiences different than yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it was like for me dealing with cops when I grew up. I've had police officers three times point guns at me. Mm-hmm. Three times. Mm-hmm. Three. You know what? we were all black. None of them were white. Mm -hmm. They're all black. But I'm still able to say firsthand that there are not only uh, black officers who, I mean, I'm I'm talking about having personal conversations, Mm -hmm. will tell you they don't value the black community, period. They will tell you that. Oh, right. For sure. There are other, other people that because they don't understand, they don't have empathy. Because they don't understand, they take everything you do as a sign of aggression. And it's not. It's just the fucking way we talk, man. Calm down. You know, so it's a, it's a lot of education to be there, but you can't tell people that there aren't some factual truths to this thing. And stop telling people that systems won't cover up when anybody is murdered. Right. But, it's, but even when black men are murdered. Look at Ahmaud Arbery. Right. Like, look at that situation. That was horrible. And people want to say, oh, take race out of it. We can have a discussion where I say I feel it's racist. You say I don't feel it was racist. But do we both agree it was wrong? As long as we both come to that, I'm cool. It doesn't matter how you feel, how I feel. Do we agree that that man should be alive? So stop telling people that they aren't allowed to have a feeling about something. And this would be the exact same community that then turns around and tells people, well, all gun control is racist. Well, as soon as I say, well, the white dude that just passed that gun law, like President Trump, hey, well, I thought all gun control was racist and there's a system of the oppressors. Does that make him racist? Everything's not about race, dude. <laughs> and like, come on, man. Like, like, let's really be able to have a conversation about that. So I think that mm-hmm. if you value your fellow Americans, I get that we're frustrated with the race baiters, like the true race baiters. Mm-hmm. I get that we're frustrated with those people. I, I totally get it. and understand. At the same time, if you trust, and I'm not saying I'm the I'm the guy that can call out. I'm not saying that at all. But if you can trust my word, if you agree with me on 80% of the things I say, why would I say that with you? Denounce me? Yeah. How come you can't value my opinion and feelings about that just as much as you value them about gun control is the problem? Everybody needs gun education, historical lessons when I provide them. When you when you you said earlier, Hank, how about we talk from our generational experience to their generational experience, right? Mm-hmm. Well, look, man, I can tell you firsthand, our police chief, right? And I'm using chief because you set a tone. We had a police chief here named uh, Chief Mokwa, Joseph Mokwa. Joseph Mokwa, this was not a rumor. <laughs> this was factual. Joseph Mokwa was a detective at one time, and Mokwa would jump out, take your dope, right? Which he should have just arrested you for. Mm-hmm. But he would take your dope, take your money from the dice game, okay? Then charge you percentages off your pack, and would come and collect. He was known for doing that.
0: And he became he the, police the police chief?
1: Police chief chief of one of the major metropolitan cities in this country. Well, if you're the chief and you've came up through the ranks like that, who's your command staff? Because you get to appoint them. Mm-hmm. What directives have you given your command staff to flow down to the officers? And then when you toss in something like the 1994 crime bill and all the things that allow, mm-hmm. what what government protection do you have to go out and execute these things? So stop telling people that they're not, they're not in their right to say, I feel this was about race, and then denounce everything else they say. If you don't feel it was about race, be like, "Hey, man, I might not see it the same way you see it, but I can't agree that that American was treated wrong." And move on. Yeah, and, and, move on. and so what about if we? What about
0: if we're looking at a story in South Africa where the black people are running everything, and they decide to go to a white guy's farm and take his farm from him, and if he resists, they kill him? Is that not about race either? It is racial. Yeah, of course it is. And,
1: and, we can, <laughs> I mean, and we can say that now. The people in South Africa would say it's because you invaded our land and you took our land and we're fighting for it back. OK, well, I, I think that the, the the white people, let's just say that were just born there, that are just working the land like, the fuck, I didn't, you know, what's up, man? What I do? Uh, Yeah, we're going to take this from you. No, you can't have my land, but we're going to kill you, white boy. Yeah, he can say I was killed in attack because of my race. Mm-hmm. And who would tell him that, it's, that he wasn't? Mm -hmm. right that'll be a factual truth yeah does it mean that the people shouldn't necessarily want their land back no does it mean that maybe they could go about a better way of getting it back sure Mm -hmm. do i agree with the innocent murder of anybody no but can i say that yeah that's probably driven because of the color of your skin dude because of a black dude on this land they probably wouldn't came and took it from yeah yeah i think unfortunately not everyone has
0: a perspective man messes us up right Mostly as human beings, we see from our own perspective. We don't get to see from other people's perspective and think about things. And, you know, that's what I'm trying to do with all of this stuff, because I think it's it's more complicated. And if we really, really, really want to fix anything, we have to look at things that we don't want to look at. And a lot of times, so race is one of these things that m- most of us, sometimes yes. I don't want to look at it. Sometimes you don't want to look at it you know, it's just one of these things that no one wants to talk about because it's kind of like a boogeyman and it's scary and you don't want to get in trouble. You don't want to hurt people's feelings whenever you get into it. So therefore we never fix it.
5: You know, uh, if if I can jump in here, it's, it's always interesting because I, you know, I come from a, I'm Puerto Rican, so I come from a Hispanic background. So sometimes, and not only that, because I'm a military brat, my dad was in the Navy. I've lived in different parts of the world, and different parts of the country, so I've always seen things. Uh, race has always been really interesting for me, because you know, in Puerto Rico, everybody looks Hispanic people all look totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people think that Hispanic people or Puerto Rican people, you know, you're brown, you're you're like more tan skin or whatever, but there's blue. Uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Puerto Ricans out there. My dad is darker-skinned than I am. I've got green eyes. I'm a little lighter complexion. Uh, You know, my brother looks a little bit different. So, you know, it's a little bit different from uh, from our perspective, especially, you know, Puerto Rico is part of the United States, but when you come to the mainland, you see and you hear about the history of obviously everything that's happened, especially primarily between white and black people. And as a Hispanic, you kind of get both perspectives it's like on the outside looking in and uh you know that's what really makes it interesting because sometimes you get co-opted by one side or the other and i know that's one of the struggles that i've found with that when it's convenient sometimes one side likes to take you and claim you oh you're hispanic <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, we're going to take you today because it's convenient for us mm-hmm. and well, you know we're going to yeah. we're we're going to take you there uh and then other mm-hmm. times it's like oh well you're like a light hin- uh, a light-skinned hispanic so you don't count you know so you know you're 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 there with the white dude so i've always seen that so race does mean something to me i've seen the differences i've seen how people from any race can use that against you or try to prop you up and say that you're a victim just because you're not white or or for whatever reason yeah. so it's 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 always crazy and living around the world i also see how different countries look at race uh uh in totally different perspectives in the united states but how some of them have the same problems that we do. Mm-hmm. Like the Asians, they're all racist towards one another. You know, uh, Japanese people, Koreans, and and Chinese people, they hate each other, and from our perspective, we would probably say, well, that would be like Europeans hating one another. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all the same race, how can that be? Race is because a human condition, man. Yeah, yeah, it has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. It has, sometimes it's just as simple of, that dude has stuff that you don't have, and I want to take it from them, or, and I don't like them because of it.
0: Yeah. Um, I know this is going to sound real crazy, but it reminds me of uh, an episode of Rick and Morty, which I don't know if everyone has seen Rick and Morty, but literally there's these aliens, they're all blue, right? All the aliens are blue, but uh, there's a part of it where they realize that some of them have uh, like extended nipples... <laughs> You know, and then some of them have like there's a different kind of nipple that they have and they have a race war over the nipples. So as ridiculous as that sounds, if that happened to us, if we were all blue, we would find a reason. Well, like this guy has a little white stripe and he thinks he's better than me. You know, I mean, no matter what, this is what we would do to each other because it's our
5: crazy human condition. Well, look at the fights that people get into over AKs and ARs or 1911s and Glocks. And some people mm-hmm. get really pissed off about it. Yeah. So yeah. If, if we can get that angry about such trivial things like that, of course, big issues we're going to kill each other about. Yeah. So, but, but at yeah, the end of the day,
0: if we want to make – see, I think what a lot of this has to do is with time. We can't get rid of the, of all the, the, the issues that human beings have. But but we have time and we can make things better, Right. And I think, you know, over time in America, things are getting better. Maybe if you go to some other countries around the world, you'll see that they deal with this in some ways better. They, no, no one's got 100% cure for this. But in time here, we can make these things better if we if we actually sit down, talk about all of this, figure it out, and then hold each other to, to the standards. Right, but it can't be convenient. Right, this is the thing that, like, some people want to flip in and out of this for convenience you know and i think that's what's the thing so now here we if we i just want to bring it back to the to the whole conversation which kevin like i said we've had this before about you know policing in america right let's have that conversation again with all of this happening it's not just it's it's happening over and over again in america in lots of different ways what do you guys think is the solution for this? For me, I think a full reset needs to happen. What, what do you guys think?
4: Can I say something? And yeah. this is a question for mm-hmm. Hank, you, and uh KD, especially okay. KD just because he was in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, the blue code. You Do you know what I mean as far as the blue code, KD? Are you talking about the thin like blue the line? Brotherhood, yeah, okay. The, yeah, it's, the the same, brotherhood.
1: It's, the, it's the same thing as the G code on the street. It's set, right, right.
4: Yeah. A lot of them, you saw there was a white man uh, and then there was the Asian or, you know, uh, gentleman too. different race. Um, but they all had to stick together because of that G code, the blue code or the blue line. Mm-hmm. Talk about that, because that, that, you know, that's kind of a um, topic where, you know, they all kind of played that role. Because if you don't, you kind of feel like that, you know, the outcast, you like, hey, he's not really for us. There was the cops that were killed. Because of you know not following that uh that mm-hmm. code, so go ahead and speak about that because I mean I feel like you know the audience may want to hear.
1: Yeah, uh, who wants to Good. jump in there? Well, I, I would say Especially that is really for KD and there, uh, Hank. But go ahead. Is there a blue code? Yeah, it's called the thin blue line.
3: Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Uh,
1: now I, I was told something today. I wasn't in the room when this was said, but I was mm-hmm. told something today that was said by a police commander out of the Seattle, Washington area. I don't even know if you work for the Metropolitan, but around that area.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And they were at a conference um, and he said, uh, I love police and I'm always going to support my officers. Um, so I'm not diminishing their lives. But when people say blue lives matter, they forget the rest of that sentence. And I'm just listening to what somebody's command is to me. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, he, everybody in the room was puzzled. Cops, everybody are like, what? Yeah. Is there, like, is there another part to that sentence? Yeah, he's like, blue lives matter last. Everybody's like, what? He's like, it doesn't mean that police officers should die. Now, this is a police commander. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is when you put on this badge, you are going out to make sure that innocent people make it home safe, even if you don't. Yeah. So your life does matter. It just matters last. The only thing that's above is a criminal. Mm-hmm. All right, unless you get to the point where you have to saved the criminal right he's now a victim mm-hmm. so in, in that thinking that that points out a lot but everybody doesn't share that mindset look every every cop that i've seen that has spoken up i never forget we had this brother that spoke up against the mayor called the mayor out on some some, some bs and you know what they did to him they they gave a cop what we call a black hole they put him on desk duty right? And he just sat on a desk all day long green people into the police station until he finally left there have been other cops that have uh, came out and said the right thing, and all of a sudden they had investigations opening to them about something totally different, what they had to lead the force. So yeah, it's a code out there. I think that um, most jobs do have codes of some sort where you have each other's back. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you won't for some of the small stuff. I think the code should expire once you are trampling on the rights of people. That's when you should say, look, man, I got you up until you stick your knee in the back of somebody's head for eight minutes.
5: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: I got you to that point. Look, if I need to, if I need to say that you were on this traffic stop with me while you was really over your other baby mama house, I got you, I got you. Mm-hmm. If I need to run, if I need to cover for you because you ran cold through a red light, caused a uh, minor traffic accident, and you know you weren't supposed to be pursuing, but the car got away, nobody was seriously hurt. I got you. I, I mean that stuff is real, right? Have your boy right. back. I'm not saying don't do that. Right. But when you get to the point to, hey, yo, I'm gonna keep it quiet if you murder somebody. And I'm not going to stop
0: it. Yeah. You 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 went too far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You went too far. Yeah. Um, So I. So, listen, I don't know if you think like I've never been in law enforcement. So I've never been in law enforcement, never been in the the military. Um, I've interacted with a lot of cops through my life. I grew up in New York City in the crack 80s. You know, I have friends that, that I went to high school with that became police officers. I have people that I really care about in my family, people I love who are police officers. Um, lots of people in law enforcement out there in the world support me, you know. But yes, at the end of the day, it's a gang, right? This particular thing you're talking about. It's a gang. Where, where do these things come from? They come from fear, right? Like if you get arrested and, and you're in prison, you got to figure out, are you a skinhead do you become Muslim up in there? You know, how exactly do you survive this whole thing? And I think that that, that comes out of that. Because if you're a police officer, you're also kind of like, you know, you're, you're, you're operating under these same circumstances. So that whole brotherhood brings you to this, right? But you are supposed to be like, you know, there's that old saying, like, there's no honor amongst thieves, Mm -hmm. Well, if you're a police officer, you need to have some honor, right? You're not, you you, you made a line to stand over here, you know, not over here. You're not a criminal. You're a police officer. You have to have some honor, right? Each of us have to preserve that. So there has to be a point where you realize, like, what side are you playing on and who do you serve over anything else? And part of that is, like, this is what I take from what, Kevin, what you were saying, is that that police chief was saying that, that's our job. Like we're supposed to put our lives on the line, you know, and our lives are supposed to matter last, right? Am I am I wrong about my interpretation? Yeah, he
1: said as long as we are supposed to your life matters, but not before the people you're supposed to
0: protect. Exactly. And and that's what I mean, this is this is what I think it, it needs to come down to. And so for sure, if these are guys who have to go into a firefight together, like I get the I get the purpose of brotherhood, right? If you're supposed to get, be able to go into a firefight and survive together, I get it. You have to, there has to be something. You have to have some kind of bond. But you you also need to realize where you've crossed over the line, and and you're now on the other side.
1: Yeah, and, and can I can I add something to that? Mm-hmm. For people that in this kind of time, this this question and this 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 tone of the conversation in with the last,
3: mm-hmm.
1: look maybe it's it's about where I come from. I come from an area. That is so racially tense. We actually have two police associations in the same damn department. We have a white police officers association and a black police officers association in the same department. Okay, okay. it is crazy. <laughs> um, we also had here not too long ago. We had. Um, uh, what if a you're guy what if you're
0: biracial in that thing? Well, then what would you
1: do? I guess I think you get to pay like half the dues to each. <laughs> I think it works. <laughs> okay, so I'm like, yeah, you know, so we had we actually had here mm-hmm. um a cop um who was trying to interview a suspected drug dealer, a known drug dealer. Mm-hmm. All right, trying to interview him. The dude did make a mistake, he tried to run the cop over, right? Well, he tried to back his car up to get away, almost ran the cop over. Cop is rightfully so very upset about that. Well, the truck that they're in has full video and audio, so they hop in the truck and they start giving chase. And he's in the truck, like, and it, the guy was black, the cop was white. And this is in my own neighborhood. He's like, I'm gonna kill this son when I catch him. I'm gonna kill him, right? You just try to roll me over with a car. I'm probably gonna be saying all kind of craziness too. Yeah, adrenaline. This guy, when they finally the car wipes out, he goes into the back of the vehicle, pulls goes into his personal bag, and pulls out a Draco. Oh yes, I remember this story. Ooh. I remember this story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And shoots the dude and kills the dude with the Draco. Then goes back to that same bag where he retrieved the Draco, had something much smaller in his hands that he could cuff with his hand and you couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, a minute later, the driver of the vehicle popped up with this revolver in his hand. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, Because he carried a throwaway gun with him. Yeah. After we had riots, we had riots about that situation a little bit after Mike Brown. There were four police officers who were exchanging text messages with each other. Mm-hmm. Saying that they are gonna catch one of these protesters and beat the hell out of them before they even got assigned to the riot squad. Saying this in text message. The text messages came up in court, they down. they pulled the phones, got the records approved.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: In, in response to Ferguson, we had undercover officers in the crowd of the riot. Mm-hmm. Right? They put a black officers, but well, more black officers in the crowd because they can blend in better, right? Mm-hmm. With the crowd, like mm-hmm. with, what the crowd looks like these guys unbeknownst to them the officers just standing there they went and grabbed the black dude and beat him mercifully they put him in a hospital for several weeks they beat him that bad a police officer not realizing he was an on-duty undercover police officer
3: mm-hmm.
1: so don't tell me that race don't exist don't tell me racism don't exist these four white cops to pick that black dude and beat him mercifully and the only reason that they beat him Right, besides the color of his skin, was because, because he was, he was, he was black and in the wrong spot. They said, they premeditated it. They said in text messages, this is what's going to happen. They got to work. They pulled the black dude out the crowd, emptied him. And then tried to say he assaulted them. They, when they brought him, when he could finally talk, he went through processing the whole nine yards. He was identified as an on-duty police officer on assignment with that agency at that protest.
3: Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. had
1: another incident here, right? Where a cop was in his home. There was a police chase going through his area. He went out to to back up the officers, right? He grabs his gun, runs outside, gets involved in the mailing. He is standing still talking to two responding officers. They're like standing and they're talking. He's got a side of him on his hand down to his side. He's standing, there having conversation. I guess they're talking about which way they gotta go, whatever the case may be. The other car pulls up like a minute and a half, two minutes after they have already started their conversation. The white dude gets out the car and shoots him. Shoots him.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Stop telling people that there isn't a problem. And at the same time, cops need to stop pretending that there's not a code. There can be two truths. Absolutely can be. Why didn't the cops at the scene when he planted the gun on that gentleman say, "Hey, again, he tried to run you over, dude, but we ain't planting no guns." Matter of fact, where the hell you get a Draco from? That's not what oh, you oh, have oh. a sidearm and a long gun issued to you in the car. Mm-hmm. I remember that you one now. The <laughs> Out of a back mm-hmm. we have access to our own weaponry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why didn't they stop him when you when he drug that Draco out? Why didn't his partner say, "Throw that, throw that shit down." What you doing, mm-hmm. right? So. I I wish that people would really open up and realize that yes, we have a problem and Mm -hmm. yes, there is a blue code Mm -hmm. and yes, we need to address them both. We absolutely do. Yeah. And so my thing is to answer your question about what do we do? Honestly, I mean, you can't shut down police work, man. Look, I I hate to tell people, but if you don't have cops, man, I give it, I give it, maybe I'll be nice and say it takes two days for people to figure it out. That police no longer exists. Watch what kind of problems you have.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Just, Just watch. Right. So you absolutely need police work.
0: Yeah. And Um, and I think even if you make even if you take these troubled areas and make all the police departments black, you're still going to have problems.
3: OK, if you have a Latino
0: neighborhood and you make the police officers there only Latino, you're going to have problems. When you give one human being power over another human being, you're going to have problems if that human being has no sense of honor and professionalism.
1: Mm-hmm. True. We need complete, we, we don't need, we need reform, but you know what, man, just like when times change, I really do think it's it's time for, you know, people to get together, people that are professional law enforcement, and maybe ask people on the outside to reach out to community leaders and truly start having a conversation of how we can do the job better, yeah. right? Like, just how can it be done better? Even if nothing else, you start training people around the fact that, hey, social media is a thing, dude. hmm like we have to adapt to the times. Right. Yeah. So it, it needs to be it needs to be complete, complete change and complete reform all the way around. Because I think if you're doing a good job. You will be surprised at how much the community will have your back.
0: Yeah. You know, something I think, too, man, I, I think that we don't really have leaders anymore, not political leaders. And I don't think it's just Trump. You know, um, I've got my problems with Trump and I have things with Trump that I like. Um, but I think that none of our leaders, not Democrats, not Republicans, <laughs> n- not conservatives, not liberals, none of these people are actually leaders and none of them truly want to make America a better place. I think I think for the most part, those kinds of people stopped existing back in the 60s. You know, and a lot of what we've got now so far is political leadership they don't really want to solve these things, they want to blame other people, they want to get more power out of it, they want to create more fear, they want us to go up against each other more, you know, this is the truth I think that I agree with, with, with some of the people in our community that are saying, hey, all of this is separating us, I would agree with it here, that we really are not fixing anything the people who have the who are in the position to do something about this they're not really fixing things if we just want to like if we just want to make this like so for example about trump right and what we all do we're all in social media we all get up on youtubes or instagram or whatever and we know we have problems with social media right we know we gave them as a as a as a country as a citizenship we gave them protections and they have they have power now and they abuse it and they do all these things when does when does trump decide to do something about it when it affects him personally <laughs> you know and and i think that this is what all these guys are doing and and because of that they're not really trying to fix anything so just like in that example i'm not impressed by what he did but I'm not also not impressed with social media either. And I think we'll constantly have that problem because no one's actually trying to fix it. And I think that goes Very- the, the same for what we're talking about here. That no one really wants to get in there and fix it. We really need like professionals to be in. First of all, the, the, the policing is too big to me personally in America. There's too many departments, too many cops, too many tactical units. You know, when the post office has a tactical unit and this department and the, you know, uh, the EPA has tactical units and all that kind of stuff, we've got too many people in law enforcement, right? So some of that we need to pull back. We need to we need to better vet people. We need to better train them, better compensate them. We need to uh, monitor what's going on with these people. If people are professionals and, and they're making a, a, a change and a difference, they need to get paid. It's a, It's a lot like... You know, we can associate it to teachers for that matter. Right. We just need to yeah, do something better and make it better. But no one's actually willing to do it. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Are we are we not willing to do it or is the system not willing to change? But who's the system? Right. Well, I get that we are part of the system. But at the same time, this just goes back because I don't you know, I guess I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of nah, I don't know. I don't necessarily. I guess what you what you just said, too, I get your point. But in a lot of areas, they're understaffed with cops. Right. So maybe a shift. I don't think that I, I am totally like, why, why, why does this?
0: Well, I mean, like where I so I live in the country. My, my personal police department in my county here in Florida, they're not big. It's a handful of guys, you know. And as a matter of fact, a few years ago, someone executed two of those guys. Right. Uh, in a cold blooded way. And everyone felt that. Now, because they're smaller, in my opinion, they do a better job. You know, huh. also, my sheriff is elected, I can see that. so he knows all the people in the town. Like, I'm trying to hide out from, mo- from mofos. Let me put it that way before I start cursing. I try to hide out in my town, but they know me, right? And they, 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 they've come up. They've talked to me, um, lots of things. So I'm not saying people don't have issues. I'm not, they arrest people. They go after the real bad guys in the community, but they know the people in the community, they're trying to serve those people, and they don't have extra time that they need to justify, right? But in in other places where the police departments are big and bloated, there's a lot of craziness going on. Yeah, maybe the
1: answer to your question is exactly what happens with sheriffs, though. They're elected, right? Mm -hmm. So they can can lose their job, where police chiefs more so are appointed by the mayors. Who we elect, though. Who, exactly, who we elect, but. The police chief is do- can be protected by the mayor too. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, if we if we can't give them an immediate consequence like a sheriff, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what, dude? You got two years left. Let's see if you get this job back. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if we're dealing with with people that aren't being actively in voting and keeping track of all the nuances that go on, So well, I tell people all the time, man. Like I get that we're gonna vote, you know, our way about the way we feel about guns and things like that. And then look. I can absolutely be a one issue voter. Do not get it twisted. Right. Mm-hmm. But I always look at the bigger picture, too. Like, are you holding people responsible when they're allowing it? And I said that the other day. It's not if you got an issue with the with the cops, man. Let me tell you what, you really ain't got an issue with the street officer. You got an issue with his ultimate boss
3: mm-hmm.
1: because they're the ones that saying whether something is OK or not to happen. Yeah, they're setting the culture in a lot of cases. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. That's what you really got the problem with. You know, you're you getting mad at a guy because he's giving you tickets. Let's just, let's knock this down a little bit. All right, damn, I keep going through this area, and they got these speed traps, and I don't think that you guys should keep giving me these tickets. Why are you giving me all these tickets? Well, how many tickets did this sergeant say he better write? Because if you don't believe that happens, you're false. Yeah. How many tickets did the sergeant say you better write? How many tickets did uh, the captain or the LT tell the sergeant he better turn me? I better see your guys being active. And where did they come from? Probably from a mayor that says we need more revenue.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: yeah. know, so you always got to go to the source.
0: Yeah. Oh Well, you know, did you I know this is kind of a little bit off the subject, but I think it's still on the policing subject. Did you guys see what happened with the uh, Marine that had a jam in North Carolina? Did you guys look in any of that? Had
1: yeah, a jam? What happened? Um,
0: um, what's so one? basically, with the whole COVID lockdown going on, there's a, a white guy. He, you know, he was a marine. He has a gym in North Carolina. It's supposed to be locked down, and um, the sheriffs start oh, rolling up on him, trying to write tickets. Oh, I've okay. seen that. Yeah, I mean, I that. yeah, yeah. With,
1: Ryan's supposed to that. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, yeah, with people
0: just working out. So the police chief of that area was actually against what, like the de- there was a, this deputy chief guy who's going around doing. This was supposedly also a marine, but he was he was harassing these guys, and the and the police chief. W- was trying to stop that and pull it back. But what happened was I guess the the governor or something in North Carolina suspended that police chief and put this out of control deputy that in this situation didn't have better things to do than to go around and go after some dudes just trying to work out, put him in control and he just got it just got worse. And and when I was looking at that whole thing, the thing I kept thinking to myself is You know, this goes all the way up to the top. This is why I'm saying this, Kevin. It goes back. It goes exactly to what you're saying. The people in North Carolina that are not happy about that have to go all the way up to the governor and deal with that situation. Why did you do that? You had the police chief that was in there was doing the right thing, you know, and this is how things can really get bad because you made it that way.
1: Look at the cop that was fired. I know we all seen him. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, fire, I believe he was now he was fired in the Seattle area. The one that was speaking out against violating Americans right because of covid. Yeah. You uh, know, that was the governor that called down on him. The, uh, it was the governor. This, this was Seattle, right? This was. Yeah. OK. Yeah. It was the governor that started putting pressure down the pipeline mm-hmm. to get him relieved of his duty. His chief didn't want to fire him, but he had pressure from up top.
0: I mean, this is but but this is where the solution is for everyone. This is what this is where we actually need to look for this if we want to change this. You know, when I was looking when I was looking in, in this particular case with uh, Floyd George, when when I was looking at this, come on, man. The uh, I think the police chief, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, is a black guy. The, the, uh, the uh, district attorney, <laughs> there's lots of people. The mayor is a it's Democrat, right? This is a Democrat run place. You have people of color in positions here. You know, these are the people who could change this. If someone elected you, this is what they elected you for. Like, what the hell are we electing people for?
5: Are, are we electing them so that they run for the next office? Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that, <laughs> that's what we're doing nowadays. <laughs> and and I think part of the problem, uh, if you want to go up to the next level, obviously beyond the state, and you see this, my my, my dad is ex-military. He still works for the feds uh, and the defense information's, uh, you know, uh, uh, communication infrastructure. So he's a civilian, but he still works for the government. Is that code and for sees- CIA? I don't know what… No, no, it's 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 it's. That's code, right, they're Kevin? <laughs> they're basically like the ISP for the internet, so they provide the communication. CIA, CIA, CIA. I'm just saying. But, uh, oh, okay. but I, don't, I don't want to talk about his too much. But, uh, <laughs> well,
0: I'm, but I'm just teasing you. Actually, I'm just teasing you, bro. Yeah,
5: <laughs> he complains <laughs> about how the people up in DC at headquarters, a lot of them don't care. They're like, "Hey, we got to make sure that we do this by the budget and all this stuff. We're wasting taxpayers' money if we don't do our due diligence here." And they don't care. They're just like, "Whatever, man. It's not my money. I don't give a crap." And a lot of them when you get to the bottom line with it, it's that unelected bureaucracy that like that writes a lot of the laws. That's why when you hear all these politicians talk, they 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 talk about double double barrel extended magazine clips. Or, you know, AR-14s and things like that, because they don't know they're not the ones writing the law, Mm -hmm. the laws. So it's those people that we can't get rid of sometimes that are causing the most problems. It's your example with the sheriff. We can we can get rid of the sheriff. You can't get rid of the chief of police as the normal Joe voter out there. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happens in the federal level. It happens at every level. And that's the real difficult nut to crack. Yeah. And and, you know, uh, with the politicians, too, they are a mafia as well. You've got the red and the blue on each side and from local to state. Sometimes your local mayor might be on 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 the up and up. But as soon as the party boss is like, hey, we can't have you're you're not towing the party line here. You're going to make us look bad. We're going to make sure you don't get elected. Or if you have any ambitions to run for the federal level or state, you're done, buddy. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're excommunicated.
0: Yeah, I think we're seeing this problem. Like the so, for example, the FBI. I don't know what the hell the FBI is up to lately. Yeah, you, know? investigating you. Yeah, yeah, they're getting involved in politics. <laughs> but but isn't the FBI supposed to be dealing with issues like this when you have problems going on in departments? You know, when there's people who are out of control. Like, what the hell did we get the FBI for? We didn't get them to tap into the president's counsel. You know and try to incriminate them. That's not what we got the FBI for. We got them to deal with these kinds of things, but they're not doing that. Or it's like with the ATF, man, like uh, I, I, there was a story that I put out. That's why I'm rocking the, the Boogaloo shirt. The ATF literally put out a warning to police officers about people wearing Boogaloo shirts. Do you guys know that? Yeah, like, that's a legit thing. That. You
1: really do that?
0: Yeah, yep. that's a legit thing. What? Come on, man. Yep. <laughs> They told them Uh, to look out for these guys in Boogaloo shirts. You know, what the hell, what's going on at the ATF? Like, where where did it, where did their, where did their uh, jurisdiction extend into shirts? You know, this is the problem that, that I think that we have, like something's massively going wrong. And when we see incidents like this, I'm not trying to take away from it or anything like that. It's terrible. Right. But this is all the way through law enforcement. Everyone's just totally lost. Everyone's just doing this for the money, the power or whatever it is. And it's only a matter of time before the people realize that they're a bigger
1: mafia than everyone else. And and you know what? Not only are you 100 percent right, I think uh, most people should also realize that you can say everything that you just said. And 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 feel the way you feel, and nothing is wrong with what you said. I don't have a, a, a bad thought about anything you said. Mm-hmm. I think where where we get confused and conflicted when it comes to controlling law enforcement in this country is that people don't believe you can be balanced. Like everybody's so used to tribalism in one mm-hmm. shape, form, or fashion. Like you know, unfortunately, what a few weeks ago, I just came back from Mike Mosier's mm-hmm. Uh I am really good friends with Karen Mosier.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I love Corinne. That's like she's a really good. She's a sweetheart. I met Mike a couple of times. We laughed. We joked. Uh, we played around. He was a really good dude. The last time I seen Mike, Mike, I was in Vegas and we did just celebrity basketball game. Right. This is a uh, police
0: officer, right? For
1: people who don't know. Yeah, police officer. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I asked uh, Corinne to come, you know, play in the game, uh, and she was like, "Well, I can't play, but we'll, we'll come." And Mike's like, "Yeah, we'll come." Mike mm-hmm. came to support the basketball game. Why mm-hmm. is that important? Yeah, for for just a lens, Mike is a white dude, right? He came to a basketball game to support firearms and safety education to inner-city children and mentorship. Mm-hmm. That's why he came to the game, to support that. Mike also did tons of work in his community outside of just wearing the badge, tons of work. One of the things he did, he had a, um, he had a, uh, it was called Operation Rudolph, and one of the organizations in Operation Rudolph that worked hand-to-hand with Mike was the NAACP. Mm-hmm amongst other organizations, right? And Mike did this work. He did work, he was a president of his uh, fraternal police order. He did a ton of work, he was a really good solid dude. Mm -hmm. And somebody took his life and it hurt my damn heart because he was a good man. Mm -hmm. So I made the drive to go down there and I was was blessed to be invited in with the family and I went down there and I paid my respects to a good man that was doing good work in the world outside of the badge and with the badge on Mm -hmm. and lost his life to a criminal. When we lose people like that, it hurts Yeah. because we don't want to lose people like that. At the and, and then once you get past that, I can also come back and say the crap I saw in Minnesota was flat out murder. And that dude needs to be on the count. Right. So I wish everybody would incorporate just a little bit more balance to their conversations.
0: Absolutely. That's I think everything's like that. Everything's perspective. Mm-hmm. And we just need to think about it and 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 realize that our perspective, like on our side, it looks different from how it looks on another side and that doesn't um make our side better their side worse or anything like that if we can't like learn how to turn things around three-dimensionally we're never going to solve this we're just going to be shouting at each other rioting fighting each other someone you know because someone loses some kind of respect over here they they become a police officer and start taking things out on someone because they think that gives them a license this is how we, you know, this is how we wind up in this situation. And we get out of it by elevating ourselves.
1: Hey, hey, I don't mean to cut you off, but you might want to know this. You yeah. might want to know this. Apparently the fees going crazy about they just destroy CNN headquarters.
0: Yeah, I saw yeah. Eli EDC talking about that. But, um, did, like, does anyone actually have a news link about that? Yeah, I mean I let me, see Atlanta CNN,
5: protesters, graffiti, smash windows at CNN headquarters. In Atlanta? Yes. Protest wow. breakout outside. Uh, let me see if I can put that in our chat in the... Yeah, right let me... Um,
0: yeah, so so for some reason... Okay, yeah, so I do see here... I'll run this in from my phone. Uh, CNN center heavily vandalized during Atlanta protest against death of George Floyd. Uh, George Floyd protests spread nationwide. Um... That's definitely not a good development. I mean, I I don't have love lost for CNN, but once we start doing this kind of stuff, you know.
1: That is a lot of people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let me see if I could um, pull up a a thing here. So now in places where this thing didn't directly affect those people, we're getting a direct effect
5: from it. Well, I, I think the other thing that a lot of people need to keep in mind is that this is kind of a perfect storm situation. We have a time in history now where I think we have the lowest faith, well, I think in decades, uh, the lowest faith we've ever had in our leaders, in our institutions, in the media. You don't really know who to trust. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anybody can say whatever they want without consequence a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Uh, People can make things up at any moment and it can go viral, and the next thing you know, Uh, people get hurt for no reason other than somebody made up a rumor Mm -hmm. or their lives get destroyed. Mm -hmm. So, And obviously we just went through COVID-19. So you've got two months where people are unemployed where they've been listening to the media, they feel lied to, they feel desperate. So now when something happens that they can take their emotion out you know how many of these people are unemployed too? That they're just frustrated with everything that's happened these last few months, and that's exacerbating the problem. You got 40 million people unemployed in this country now, uh, and anything can can trigger a situation with with that many people that may be desperate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why you're seeing it spread everywhere, too. That yeah. doesn't help.
0: Yeah. So I'm just trying to roll in some of that uh, that stuff that's breaking. Um, yeah. I don't know. So, what do you what do you guys think about this this particular thing happening right now?
1: Well, I can tell you, I can tell you one thing, and it might it might not be funny, but I guarantee you, somewhere Trump is like getting a real chuckle out of this. That's like <laughs> CNN headquarters, like, like wow, yeah, it's, um, that damn like you wouldn't think oh CNN is going to be attacked, but clearly they are. Well, um, I mean, and the funny thing is,
0: like, so let me just put this comment. Uh, hear from Brian Quick. He says, to claim the leadership in Atlanta is racist is the most ridiculous premise I ever heard. Um, obviously, you know, um, there are a lot of people of color that are in powerful positions in Atlanta. But I think we've gone beyond this. I think almost like what Roe was saying, that you have coming out of this COVID restriction, there's people just like busting at the seams right now to do something and to somehow... You know, get out here and get their frustrations out, and and to me, this is not
1: the way to do it. This is not how you do it. I don't, I don't think that um, you know, and I look, I, I, and I've been, I've been attacked as a strong word, but I've mm-hmm. had people definitely share their opinions with me about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, toughen up. You know, you're not militant enough. I'm like, dude, no, I'm just too smart. All mm-hmm. right, um, when you start doing stuff like that, it, it definitely dist- distracts from what the overall principle is. I think mm-hmm. on the other side of it, even though I'm not in support of it, um, people in general want to be heard. And I brought up the Boston Massacre and uh, a couple of people in- engaged with me when I put up a post today. And like I told them about the Boston Massacre, the problem, the point was to compare the Boston Massacre to what's, what happened in Minnesota. What the comparison was is the people that were, dealing with the things leading up to the Boston Massacre were identified as patriots. That's how they identified themselves. They identified as patriots. You know what happened? Some of those patriots or some of those opportunists, instead of just, because they, they looted too, mm-hmm. but instead of just looting the places that you wanted it, you wanted it to be targeted, right? The British strongholds, the loyalist homes, and things like that. They also had a sect of them that went and raped women.
3: Mm-hmm
1: that brutalize and beat people mercifully like so you're gonna always have a small group of people that can corrupt your overall mission
3: Mm
1: -hmm. right the problem with today with social media is the the people that are causing the chaos get all the attention Mm -hmm. even if they are the minority of the group Mm -hmm. right so that's how i feel so i wish they wouldn't do it because it hijacks the message yeah it does
0: absolutely Um do, so uh, let me let me get uh Mike in here. Um uh, and oh, we lost we lost Kevin again. We'll probably get him back. Mike, what do you think about this um wh- like seeing this popping up now in um in different states? What does that make you think?
4: Um well you talking about as far as like the uh, the CNN incident, or well, like you know,
0: as... so this thing happened in Minneapolis, but we're we're getting reactions all over the country now, not just out in it in Atlanta so and Georgia. As far
4: as the, uh, just as far as the different um, uh, protesters and things like that, um, I spoke to a few different people. Uh, my sister, she lives in Atlanta. Uh, mm. I have quite a few family members spread around. I've talked to them about it, and um, I mean it's. <sighs> I, I I respect it. I, I feel like you know that is their right as an American. Period. Mm-hmm. That is our right mm-hmm. to protest. You know when mm-hmm. you know there's a situation like this that happened. Mm-hmm. But back to the point, you know, it's like, it's like, what are you? Are you? What reason are you doing it? Are you doing it for the right reasons? That's all. Mm-hmm. That's that's just what I want to tell people. Like I, you know, I, I I'm all for that. I feel like you should do it in every single state in this country. I, yeah. if, if they did that right now, cool. But it's how you're doing it. You know, you get a lot of people out there that's, you know, like I said, that's, that's looting and, you know, doing these different things, you know, for the wrong reasons and trying to just get a bunch of free stuff. I just, I just don't agree with it. I mean, I, but as far as to answer your question, I feel like, I feel like it should be enough you know, every single state in this country. I don't see there's nothing wrong with that. That is their right you as Americans should, to they do. There should that. be protesting. Protesting, just not, you know, everything mm-hmm. else going on around it. Right mm-hmm. now, the, the police the police officers and the police department, they're actually doing their job. I mean, mm-hmm. it would be, be different if it was, you know, if they were, you know, pussyfooting around, excuse my language, but if they were just, you know, pushing it off. But, you know, because they're working hard and they're trying to, you know, get this stuff resolved and they're, you know, getting those officers, you know, looks like they're going to get some jail time for, you know, what they did and they're getting justice for the people, I feel like they should... I don't feel like it should should be going this way. I feel like there's another way.
0: Right, so how does it make you feel to see that, like, people want to burn down, you know, basically the country? It seems like... There's some element out there. I hate to be a conspiracist, but it seems to me like people are really pushing this. Although this is a, this is like this, this particular situation obviously has a lot of uh, emotional impact behind it. But it seems to me like people want to use this to burn everything down right now. And we're probably at the worst time in history of America to start burning everything down in America.
4: Yeah. I will say this almost 80% of the people out there that's doing these things don't know what the hell, don't know what they're doing. They don't know they don't have a single clue. Mm-hmm. They're just out there. A lot of people are in this world. Almost 80% of people are followers, almost in a way, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I just feel like that. I just feel like they're just out there doing it because they see other people doing it. Mm-hmm. If you look at those if you look at a lot of those videos, there's either there's a lot of criminals and there's a lot of young people. My young people, we have we have those. Myself, also, sometimes we don't, you know, we're not thinking so clearly and we just do things because we see others doing it. A lot of them are out there just doing it because they see other people doing it. They may not even know this man's full name.
3: Mm-hmm. You
4: know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's if, just if a trend. That's what young people do, a trend. And even older people. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're not out for the right reasons, mm-hmm. go, go in the house.
5: Yeah. Go in the house,
4: seriously, because you, you're not doing nothing and you are destroying his. Is like reputation, his the his, you know, his legacy in this mm-hmm. way. You know, they don't. I'm pretty sure he don't. He don't want to see people busting. You know, uh dollar trees down and fitness centers and you know burning. Come on. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Like yeah. I understand being upset. I'm, I I I'll be upset too. I will be very upset. Uh, I I understand their reason of being out there. I feel like they should be out there and they should be protesting. It should make this—let um, let it be known that, you know, we're not tolerating this stuff anymore. We don't want to see any uh, unarmed black man being killed by police brutality, all that good stuff. I understand all that, and I am for it. But just do it—you know, have have, a, have the have the right mindset. and know what you're out there for. Don't just be out there doing it because you see others doing it.
0: Okay, all right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well said. Okay, Rolando, what do you think about it?
5: Uh, I think, you know, just kind of going off of what I said before— I think it's almost inevitable where we're going. I know I've always talked with my wife about this, that if the boogaloo or something happens, I mean, do people not see this and see something that they would think that this is what the boogaloo would be, except you'd actually have people killing each other openly in the streets? Does that seem like a good thing? I mean, it doesn't to me. Um, and, And I understand the emotion behind it. I understand wanting to do something about it and I understand the the feeling of helplessness, but so many of the people that also talk about the helplessness, you ask them what they've actually done in their communities. Have they gone out to vote? Have they spoken with their politicians? Have they tried to do, have they actually tried to do something? Uh, and some people have, and and you know, I've gone out there, I've written, you know, to my Congressman, I've, I've let my voice be heard. I know people who've done even more, and sometimes it doesn't amount to anything. It's true, but, but that's the system that we have that's what you need to do first so i get frustrated when i see people who've done nothing who just want to go out there and cause chaos but in the same light i'm not surprised that cnn is being going after i would be surprised if the other if the other big media organizations are also not gone after because again i think at this time fake news is a real thing and i think people feel that they that the media has contributed to a lot of the problems that we have in this country and so to see them not only go after police, but to go after the media, it's no surprise. To me, it's the next thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Twitter and Facebook get attacked next. Mm-hmm. To me, I just think I'd be surprised if it didn't. That's just where we are. But it's
0: weird, though. Like I, I saw earlier in yeah. the news, Kevin, that, um, you know, some, some uh, cameramen or a news crew for CNN were arrested in Minneapolis and then released. Yeah. You know, what would be the reason connected to these protests— to tear down CNN, I agree they're fake news. They're not on our side. I would assume they would be on the side of uh, of these people who are out there protesting,
1: right or wrong. You, you, you know what CNN? I watched that video of those guys being arrested mm-hmm. from their cameras. Mm-hmm. And despite how you feel about you know what somebody does or what they represent, they have they have the right to talk. Mm-hmm. They have the right they have a First Amendment right to cover the news. They are they were news professionals. They can do that. They were very polite, like them, love them, or hate them. They were very polite. They even apologized to the officer. Like, hey, we only moved here because we wanted to make sure we stayed out of your way. Like, where would you like for us to go? Anything, officer, anything to avoid conflict. Very nice. They arrested them anyway. So it goes to show that you can't Regardless of knowing that they were a, poli- were a news crew. Yeah, they were a news mm-hmm. crew. Mm-hmm. And they arrested all of them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they were all very polite. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, officer, can you just take my camera off of me then? I'm being arrested, mm-hmm. fine. Can you- Cobb cop took his camera off, set it down nice and gently, and they arrested him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that this has anything to do with what happened in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But it goes to show that, it, you know, we have to be careful about if we, because a lot of people are like, oh, finally, CNN got their just due when it came to the guys being arrested. By it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you have felt the same way if it was Fox News. Like everybody's got the right mm-hmm. to the First Amendment. They should be allowed to talk, even if they, would, even if half of what they say is BS. They have the right to say it. Right. So to me, it's it's unfortunate that we've come to a place to where uh, all of our rights are being attacked because at, they are. Yep. Mm
2: hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't really understand the I don't see the rationale behind doing it. Um, but for sure, Everybody, I know there's some people who want to get this all spinned up. I see some guys talking in the chat like, hey, there's got to be someone funding this and, and, and pushing everyone or all these people. Everyone's not doing it right. We're obviously not doing it. Do you guys think there's someone trying to light this uh, this keg on fire right now?
1: Well, if you look at um, which I know is kind of kind of maybe not proven, Mm -hmm. but, you know, can you have agitators? Absolutely. I mean, we got pictures today of guys that were in the the Minneapolis riots. With you know comms in their ears, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, and they got like professional comms in their ears. You got the guy that's potentially is a police officer from a neighboring jurisdiction mm-hmm. busting out the windows in AutoZone, right? And let's is that real? Get- Have
0: we verified that that guy was actually a police officer? I, and then- there are
1: more and more reports coming out. They release his name, release his department, and say that the the people that are saying it know him, mm-hmm. and that's why they started to approach him. Like something is weird about this dude, right? Mm-hmm. And it is kind of strange. Like I wasn't standing there. But what made everybody single him out? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, why? Yep. it had to be something that they sensed that wasn't mm-hmm. right about him. Um, so I think that you can definitely have agitators. I mean, look, man, when we had Katrina, you saw the police route, uh, 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 looting and riding with everybody else
3: mm-hmm.
1: in full uniform. So, yeah, I believe there can absolutely be agitators. Um, why the spark at the CNN spot? I don't know. I think the only thing now, them protesting. Look, man, I'm 100 percent with that all day long. Um, and I do believe it's the minority of people uh, that is actually out there doing it. I think the saddest thing is that's just blocks from where uh, MLK uh, Memorial is mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And that's not what he would have wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. That's kind of-
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately,
0: um, you know, I, I think that there's just people who are already pointed in this direction and already upset for whatever reason. And they're just uh, intent. On uh, creating damage all all around the country, and I don't know how this that actually brings any kind of resolution by just going around and destroying everything. Um, but you know, once once people are in motion to do something, they I guess they just stay in motion to do that.
1: Yep. You know. Um, yeah. Let's, and you can also, who who stands to make money from it. That's always a good spot to start looking. Mm-hmm. Who stands to make money from chaos? And ain't nothing wrong with looking at
0: Well, I'll right. tell you who stands to gain the most from this kind of chaos. The government. The people in yep. power right now. They stand to gain the most because out of this comes l- more laws, <laughs> you know, more restrictions, more infringement. That's what comes yep. out of this.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So, yep. um uh, Brian Quick says, which I think he's in, I think Brian, Brian Quick is in Georgia, right? Or he's in Atlanta or he
4: something? He the Atlanta area, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, he says, I think it's just coincidence that CNN is near the epicenter, not a statement about CNN itself. And uh, J.R. Walls, that's, that's your chick, bro. <laughs> Did you know that? Hawaiian shirts yeah. will get you red flag now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know that. <laughs> yeah. Kathleen Music Lover says, it's all my fault.
1: Mm.
0: You know, I cannot um, believe you.
1: they are targeting people because of a damn shirt. They
0: are, man. Um, there's lots of things going on. I believe that we're going to see some more leaks coming out on this. That uh, government agencies are doing lots of things to target not just people with Hawaiian shirts, but gun guys, people yeah. like us.
1: You know? Yeah. You know, I will. I will. I will say this, and I, I don't like to say a whole bunch of things, man. But people often ask me. You know, why wouldn't you, uh, you know, do this and do this and do that thing? I can tell you firsthand that I have been asked by, I'm not going to say they're the most powerful people in, in, around me, but people with some influence, let's just say that. Say, hey, you think you can convey your message this way? You think you can say that? Hey, could you hold off on saying this? I'm like, no. Why? Because I'm not beholding anybody. Mm-hmm. You can't, You can't hold me. Like, there's no money you can hold over my head. But- that doesn't mean that they're not looking for a way to shut me up, mm-hmm. shut everybody up that's that's speaking out. So be aware of that, man. Like it, it is, it is, it it is a hunt to at least suppress the voices of people that they believe inspire others. They absolutely want to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and a lot of times, man, we think things are going to help us, and out of that just comes uh, more restrictions, more lockdowns. So um yeah uh you know what uh, it's uh, disappointing to see all that going on uh it's just the unfortunately how uh people are reacting these days and um I, i'm not really sure when it's going to stop but but i am sure that the people who would be behind something like this pushing it they want it they want it to stop when it's all out chaos you know and the yeah. people who the people who could stop that is us You know, so that's the thing that that everyone out there needs to think like you when everyone else is losing their minds, you always need to stay calm and in control of your own self.
1: That's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. We got to be careful, man. And then we already we still got I saw people comment earlier, like we still got COVID we're dealing with. Right. Like, is this going to make them slow down the phases of, you know, reestablishing the economy and push everybody back indoors? You know, are they going to start imposing curfews now, to your point, Hank, about giving the government more power? Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
1: Um, and then if these city leaders start pleading and begging for help, well, when they get the help that they're asking for, man, is it, not going to be a pretty sight. It is like it, I could tell you right now, the people in Minneapolis, I'm pretty sure they don't enjoy the National Guard being on their streets. Well, sure yeah,
0: I mean, if, if we're already mm-hmm. dealing with uh, the those in power, like the president talking about National Guard, I think these things popping up in in uh, major cities around the country, is definitely going to move us in that direction that we start seeing national guard popping up everywhere as well.
1: So yeah, you know. I've seen it and it's not a good look. No, it's not. And look, the national guard when they were here didn't do much. It's just not a good look to see Humvees parked at your local gas station. It's like it's it's just. I mean, they're kind of cool looking. I almost wanted to just hop in one and you know drive another. I don't have keys. But I thought they would shoot me, so I didn't do it. But you know, it's 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 not it's not humble. It's not a good feel mm-hmm. that I got military vehicles on my streets trying to restore chaos uh, or restore order. It, it's not it's not a good feel, man. People yeah. don't. You really don't want that. No.
0: It's not the a good
1: the, feel. the real boogaloo boys
0: that everyone needs to look out for is the government. Mm-hmm. Just want to remind you guys of that. The real boogaloo boys that are really dangerous is the government, and they have stuff that you know you you just can't even wrap your mind around. You know, um, not just the Humvees, man. Those are those are Blackhawks, all kinds of things at their disposal, and we don't want to give them a reason um, to start pulling those things out. So, listen, it's nine o'clock. Unfortunately, I actually have to go do John Crump's uh, podcast after this fireside chats i think it's at 10 right lola yes. yeah so i don't want to i don't want to keep you guys here we should probably wrap it up i think it was a really good conversation i enjoyed the input from everyone let's kind of like go around uh here and and, and get folks to tell the people out there listening to this how they can support you all let me see i'm going to start with rolando puerto Rican right. pistolero how can people uh find out more about you and support you man
5: right now uh in the chat you can see locked and loaded latinos is our youtube channel uh we just posted a video just from shot show uh the other day uh you guys are actually uh, maybe not all in the first one kd for sure is with argo j but i got another one the next phase of more shot show you guys are actually all in it we're going to produce more content obviously we want to spread the message of two-way ownership and civil rights in the latin american community So you can find us there or at Puerto Rican Pistolero on Instagram.
0: Okay, awesome. Um, Let's uh, keep moving around here. Kevin Dixie, you're next. We're going kind of like counterclockwise. All
1: right. Uh, Great. Hey, Rolando, one thing I want to say is, and I'm serious when I say this, I want you to send me a message, call my phone. You need to let me know how I can support you. Thank you, sir. The Latino movement. So please do. Um, uh, As far as me, uh, you know, uh, uh, keep up with the training. Head over to um, to my Instagram. You can find out the links to the training. It's noc-wear.myshopify.com. If you're in the Minneapolis area, I'm actually coming there in the middle of July. That was already scheduled. It, um, one time I did after this happened. It's already scheduled. I'm doing a rifle class uh, one day and a pistol class the next. So uh, please come out and uh, train with me. That would be awesome. Uh, look out for a lot of the Instagram content. Uh, new uh, website that's gonna be coming up soon because I don't know how long we're going to be able to have freedom on these platforms. So I want to make sure I get the website up um, and just come over, engage, man. Uh, one thing I can say on my Instagram in particular, uh, at the real NOC, at the real NOC, we're having a lot of great dialogue and it's all mature and it's all great discourse and discussion. Mm-hmm. It's not a bunch of filth. So come over join support, man. Um, and yeah, be looking out for um, a big announcement I got coming up in three weeks. Yeah, okay.
0: I'll be having a big announcement in three weeks. Yeah. All right, cool. Ma- Michael, how can the folks out there find out more about you?
4: How can they support you, man? Uh, well, my Facebook, I'll start off my Facebook page. Uh, Facebook page, MJ's Firearms, LLC. Uh, you can go and add me uh, there. Uh, Instagram is MJ's Firearms 33. Uh, I'm FFL, so if you're interested in buying any uh, uh, firearms, ammo, accessories, things like that, you can go on my website at MJ'sfirearms.com. Um, yeah, YouTube is MJ's Firearms as well. So, okay, awesome. Uh, let's see here. I uh,
0: I, I definitely want to thank everyone that showed up here. I know that um, there's a lot of crazy things going on. I definitely appreciate you coming on, Kevin Dixie. You know, we gotta make it more, make it more. Yeah, uh, um, you know. I know you're busy.
1: No, dude, I have to get back on here more. Um, and just my last little spiel. Look, guys, thanks for tank. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks, uh, Mike Rolando, for coming on tonight, and for everybody out there engaging. Look, guys, we're we're not, I want you to remember this, you know, I, I said it, we're not always going to see the same thing or believe in the same thing, but at the end of the day, um, no matter how you look at it, we're all in the same fight, all right, we're just trying to figure out how to win. Yes. That's where the discourse is coming at. So understand mm-hmm. we're all on the same page. Having disagreements does not mean that we are not in the same battles, that we're not brothers, because you look different than me doesn't mean you want the same freedoms I want and vice versa. So be mature, be adults. We are the ones that are leading this country and make, let's make sure we leave it better than the way we received it.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and and I want to thank yeah. Michael. I Michael, I want to thank you as a young person coming on here. Same thing with Rolando. It's it's cool to get a perspective you. of uh, you. people in a little bit of a different generation. And and uh, seeing that you guys are willing to really put your faces out here, man, it's not if you haven't done it before, then you might not realize that's not really easy to do this because people <laughs> start coming after you or whatever because you're you're speaking up. So I respect you guys doing that. Yeah, you know, thanks for
5: the opportunity. Uh, thank you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Absolutely, we got to do it more. Um, I want to thank everyone out there. I want to tell you guys if you're still here, smash the thumbs ups. Okay, let me uh, roll in the end here. Don't forget to go to hankstrange.com, sign up for the email list. Uh, Lolo is telling me that the. Uh, the sales that are going on with Olight that we were talking about last night, and those things are still in effect, okay? As well as big shout-out and thanks to Safety Harbor Firearms for sponsoring the, uh, the podcast. We appreciate all of you guys. Be safe out there. Stay safe over this weekend. We will see you on Monday. Be good. Thanks to everyone on the panel. Make sure you go follow these guys and support them. You know, Kevin's got to figure out how to pay for these stogies. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he got it don't let
0: him fool yeah, y'all. i know i know i know that's i totally 100 percent get it baller <laughs> status up? baller status okay uh kevin what's what's your um tell the people about your live thing real quick before we go so that, that on on uh, ig that you do so, every week the live thing that you do oh, on
1: Spokes IG. Prep. so yeah we'll be kicking it back up next week guys if you want to now It's kind of funny. But so and straps. Follow my Instagram feed. What I'm doing is inviting all people inside and some of them outside of the firearms world just to have relaxed like bonfire type conversations. Just men and women sitting back, having casual conversations about issues of the world. Absolutely. Awesome.
0: All right. We'll see you guys. We're out of here. Last words. Anyone's got some last words? Who's got it? Oh, wow. Nobody has any last words out there. Appreciate it, brother.
2: All right. All right. See you guys. Good night. Peace. Take care.